Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Thursday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 5500 number to text in this afternoon. You can call, but we uh, are still fiddling with the board, believe it or not, so that's kind of where we are. I've uh, been doing that last couple of days, and uh, have D-Dowd Muska, he is here, so he'll jump in uh, hour two and three, but we'll say a quick peek and a hello to our uh, good friend, the Dowd 3000. Dowd, how are you? Uh, I am well, sir. Um, had a skunk encounter this morning in Corrales that made me into a big believer in uh, divine intervention. Uh, it could have gone very badly for me and the dogs, and instead it went very well, and I don't stink. And uh, I'm taking an atheist cheat day today, Eddie. I'm uh, oh. I'm believing in divine intervention as of this morning. There we go. All right. <laughs> uh, so that'll be uh, uh, hanging out uh, here in the Kiva with us, and we'll be back for a full couple of hours uh, with the Dow 3000. Don't forget to subscribe directly uh, at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. And... Uh, go ahead and uh, get back to your regularly scheduling uh, programming and the stuff there. Uh, very quickly, before I move on with uh, Greg Zanetti, who's a gubernatorial candidate, who's here, and uh, he checks in uh, with us. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great. You don't usually hear about skunks bringing people closer to the Lord, but yeah. apparently that happened today with That's D. Down. so uh, there you go. That's good Good. Good work. <laughs> um, and before we, I, I kind of delve uh, full, you know, headlong into all this uh, of very dense conversation about wars and what's happening in the Ukraine. And if I sound a little off, it's because I am. Okay. And I'm having a very, for the first time, I'm actually having a reaction to the world and I can't figure out why. And it's not a good one. And somebody came and challenged me and said, Hey, how are your predictions now? Or how are you trying to come off this? And I, I walked into the studio with Greg and I said, Greg, uh, did they do talk radio in, in the World Wars before? And I was like, well, no, they didn't even have talk radio. Like, what do you talk about? How do you phrase this? How do you get involved in all these types of things when there's literally like lives that are being, you know, pushed out there one way or another, either on the offensive or the defensive? And, you know, I, I, I just feel like all of this is, like, why am I going to the Fox News website and only seeing stories about the Ukraine, 100% Ukraine? I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to go to Fox News again, okay? I'm just not going to do it. You've sold me COVID, you've sold me world wars, you've sold me this crap, and now you're asking us to get involved in yet another, you know, intervention, if you will, of where the United States is sticking its nose where it, 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 it shouldn't matter, doesn't matter, um, but here we are. We've got uh, war advertising taking place, Greg, like uh, right. you've never seen. And Biden wants a war. Ukraine wants a war. The Russians want a war. Everybody wants a war. Someone is peddling this stuff out there. There's no doubt in my mind. This right. isn't about anything that is unsolvable. They go to the, oh, it, things break up. We, they fail to come to terms on on the, the, the peace negotiations. Like there was never going to be a peace negotiation. Right. They've been advertising, been pushing war for a long time. So we come out of COVID and straight into war. I'm like, is this a world that anybody would want to, you know, you thought to have a great big baby boom uh, coming out of uh, COVID. 
or into COVID. <laughs> it was the, one of the predictors. Like people are thinking of less and less reasons to have children now because right. it's just why do, would you want to bring children into a world such as this? So you're here to help us make a lot of sense of this. Right. Um, but I also don't want to just totally uh, take the uh, spotlight away from you. You are running for governor. And the, sure. uh, the, the other thing is uh, you, you made it through, so you're on the ballot. Yeah. Um, it's a crowded ballot. There'll on. be uh, four of you on there, it looks right. like, at least. And then other people who failed to make the threshold, they, they, they want to continue to stay in, too, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know, really know what's going on with all of that stuff. But you're, uh, you're my friend and, in my opinion, a great candidate to change this state around. You're a likable guy. You're a good person. Um, I know that you get very, very busy, but you know, the long and the short of it, thank you for running and, uh, we'll leave it at that. No, th thank you. And you're right. The campaign is going well, we're on to the next round and you know, things are moving so quickly. Let's, let's go back to your original, you know, thought when you opened this, Eddie, if you're not feeling unsettled right now, there's something really off with you. And actually, I use that word on purpose because this morning, you know, I was getting ready to go to the office and in uh, the campaign headquarters. And my wife said, I just feel so off. I feel so unsettled that something is really, really wrong. And I think we're all feeling it. So you're not alone in this. So maybe that's the purpose of today's show is, yes, let's go ahead and talk about the governor's race. But let's do it in the context of this bigger picture. What are we going to do? What? what's what's happening out there and maybe this is where the financial advisors in eddie and the generals in eddie part can i don't know give some form to this so that maybe you've got some understanding that could we go that direction today yeah absolutely i think it'd be good um and you know from the standpoint there's just so much propaganda and crap that's out there yeah right we'll now it's just it's just yeah, it's all part of it. And so remember, we talked about our 80-year cycle. You and I have talked about that forever. We're actually about two months off. I actually thought the big event was going to be in 2021. All right, it happened in February of 2022. But wars have cycles. Economies have cycles. Finance has cycles. And they're all kind of coming together, you know, like uh, tumblers in a lock. Click, click, click. It's kind of rare, but here we are all together. So let's talk about what I'm, I call World War E, because that's where we are now. And E, as in the word echo, stands for electronic, because this is where we are. Okay. So there are different levels of war. A uh, very low level of war is trade war. All right. Well, that's diplomats and politicians, you know, fighting over the spoils of economic stuff. President Trump was engaged in this. He wanted to redo NAFTA, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, all those trade deals which had to be redone. And he did it actually very well. And it never escalated. And America was actually doing pretty well. But then it began, actually with Biden, you started to see an escalation to currency war. That's the second level above trade war. Yeah. And so we started seeing interventions in the currency markets. You and I have talked about on this show. What's happening out there on a nightly basis with the yen, the yuan, and all this, most people don't understand, but the big players do. And the tipping point there was Afghanistan. When Afghanistan fell, there was a rout on the dollar that began in the international markets in something that was called de-dollarization. People losing faith around the globe in the United States and its leadership in particular, Biden and whether or not we could hold this together anymore. 
And the financial markets have been clogging and having convulsions actually ever since. And so now here we are, we've advanced it to the next level. And again, I call this World War E, electronic warfare. And it's cyber attack. It's using banking, it's e-commerce, and it's attacking things through the internet and through communications and propaganda and the media and bringing the full brunt of everything except bombs to bear. Now, the Ukrainians clearly have bombs coming to bear on them, but we don't. But the weapons that we're employing right now are everything but, and Putin sees this pretty clearly. So... Actually, this we had been going to a war footing for World War E, uh, so actually for the last several years. Big tech has been engaged in a electronic war against us through censorship, deplatforming, controlling information. We were actually going to a wartime footing here in the electronic media space, and you railed against it week after week after week because you saw it. All right, so now we have gone beyond big tech doing it, and now our government is engaged. You've seen what we've done to Russia. Well, we hacked their stock exchange. We've taken you know what that down 80, 90%, kind of depending on the company. We hacked into Russia's central bank. We are seizing assets electronically, freezing them, moving them out of accounts, just like Trudeau did to the Canadians. So maybe we should start there. When the truckers went and did their thing, what did Trudeau do? He reached into truckers' bank accounts and froze them, took the money out. If people donated to the truckers, then their funds were redistributed, taken. It was theft. And that was our hint that, wow, look what these people can do. Now, there, were, there was a secondary effect to this. People said, whoa, we, we can't trust Canadian banks. We can't trust the Canadian government because these guys are out of control. And look at the power that they have to destroy my life financially. And we can't do anything about it. Well, Canada is still living with the, the aftermath of that. Multiply that by 1,000. And this is what's happening to Russia right now. And so all of these financial electronic weapons are coming to bear on these guys. They are attacking back. Uh, Ukraine's government was hacked. Their banks were hacked. Their websites were hacked. Uh, it, it's now so far down that the food chain, if you try to plug in an electric vehicle in Russia, it won't charge your car. And the message that goes across the display is glory to Ukraine. I mean, think about the effort <laughs> that is going into disrupting life, disrupting your ability to feed your family, put gas in your car, so on and so forth. This is... World War E, which, and the next step would be kinetic, which is guns and bombs and, uh, you know, hopefully not nuclear weapons. All right, so let's pivot this to New Mexico. If I were governor right now, since I'm running, I'll tell you what I'd be doing. I would assume that the Russians would be coming back at us in the same way that we're going against them. I would be doing cyber attacks right and left. I'd be trying to empty bank accounts. If I were governor, I would have every single cyber expert in this state working to shore up the defensives on our retirement funds, on our permanent funds, on any of our the data that is held in this state. We have a lot of smart people in this state that could be used to protect us 
from cyber war, hacking, you know, breaking into our bank accounts. And that's what the governor should be doing right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, it's unfortunate uh, to be talking at, about things at this level, just the speed of it all, if you don't mind, you know, escalating this quickly. I don't know that it did. I think that this was more pre-planned and engineered for a launch like this. Uh, the, 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 the dates were seminal, you know, February 23rd, right. Uh, you know, going back to 2014, you know, going eight years hence from that, like everything just seemed to just be engineered perfectly to have this happen at this particular time. And it's, it's, it's upsetting. Well, sure. Yeah. I, I, I if know. it's not, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> it's a normal reaction. <laughs> so, and there's nothing that anyone is going to do to stop it. No one's trying to stop war. No one's trying to prevent. Yeah. What I'm saying is nobody who is elected right now in any of these offices that are in there, no one's trying to stop any of this stuff from happening. I, I can't, nobody can watch the TV. Nobody can uh, uh, do things without feeling propagandized. Well, well, yeah, we are being propagandized. I mean, th th this is uh, unbelievable how, how, how this has played out in the propaganda war. And so, all right, so let's, all right, let, let's take that. Sure. We also had preps to this. Let's, uh, let's go back three and a half years. What dominated the news cycle for a year and a half? Black Lives Matter, right? Mm -hmm. That's all we heard about. Yeah. How bad we were, how divided the nation was, how, uh, how we needed to defund the police, how we had needed to rethink, you know, all of our public safety things. And the whole intent was to weaken and divide us mm -hmm. and our cities burned and they called them peaceful protests. And we got propagandized day after day after day for a year and a half until finally, even, you know, regular Joe citizen out there was seeing through this and saying, this is baloney. Yeah. And the whole thing started to fall apart. And then what happened? Almost right on cue came COVID. And, and the same thing, right? Has anything about COVID been proven true? No. I mean, yeah, I, we've been right. Uh, we've been making those calls since the very beginning. Right. And so, you know, everything from it didn't come out of Wuhan. If you say yeah, that, you're a racist. Uh, to wear masks, social distancing, two weeks to flatten the curve. Uh, oh, it, you have to wipe off every surface after every person sits down to eat because COVID will stay on a surface for three weeks. Wrong, 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 wrong. Everything has been wrong. And then they come out and tell us, oh, you're going to have this safe and effective vaccine. It's going to be a miracle. And then it didn't work. And then it didn't work again. Now I have to get a booster shot and they're not working again. And now we're finding out they falsified the tests to determine if any of this stuff was true. And all of it's been false. And so all of that narrative was breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. People were pushing back and suddenly, boom, all of that's just forgotten. And we're now onto this propaganda. So how do you sort through it? Well, you know, if you study propaganda and, you, you know, we kind of did at the war college, what you would do is this, Eddie. I would say, go ahead and read Fox. Read all of it and then go and get as much as you can of the Russian propaganda that you can get. Then I would probably go to J Post, uh, Jerusalem Post. Read that. Read what's coming out of uh, French newspapers that have been translated. And what you'll find is first thing to do is this, take out all the differences and then just get to the commonalities in each of the arguments and you'll start to get to truth. 
and you can start to go past the propaganda. It, it takes work, hard to do. But if you'll do that, if you can have an open mind to go to all these different sides and find the common denominators, you'll get much closer to truth than you will by reading the spin. We'll try to stay on top of it best we can. Uh, <laughs> right. Greg Zanetti here in studio. I'll be happy to take your uh, questions via text if you'd like, 550, 5500. Um, I think we were going to sort of touch upon getting into the New Mexico, what New Mexico should be doing right now. Sure. And you did with the cyber stuff. But, you know, there is a, a whole connection here between Biden, Ukraine's, and then, of course, Hunter Biden. And all the rest oh, of that too, right? I mean, we can just, uh, but we're not going to delve into any yeah. of that. Let, let's let's just talk about the Fed. I know gas prices are on the march. Uh, we'll be north of five dollars uh, once this really really escalates. Oh yeah, uh, it, it, it's that's that's an easy thing. Um, why? Let, let's just get your thoughts very quickly. Why was there such uh, thunderous applause and support for Joe Biden during his State of the Union? Can you answer that question? Oh, you have to, because otherwise you get painted as pro-Putin. And if you don't do that, you know, that, that then they just pillory you. But you and I both know the reality. They're going to be second and third order effects of everything he's doing right now, which six months from now, even short as three months from now, will be turning on us. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the applause lines. Besides the ones where you just shook your head in disbelief when he said, we will fund the police. I looked at my wife and thought, did you just hear that? Weren't these just the same guys? But let, let's do the harder ones. People are cheering right now in the way that we have weaponized money. We have weaponized the dollar. And so, and this is on a scale again, that's unprecedented. And please note, China's watching this. You know, China is seeing what's happening to Putin and thinking, okay, these are the weapons they'll bring to bear against us if we decide to invade Taiwan. So how do we mitigate this now? And so these are the second and third order effects that you know they're not thinking through. I'll just say this. I believe that we're at a turning point in monetary history. And it happened. It's happening right now. The currency system, the monetary system is, go is irrevocably going to change. And we are accelerating toward a new world monetary system. And to back this up, just yesterday, day before, when Chairman Powell was testifying before Congress, he said something very, very interesting. He said, uh, it is possible to have more than one reserve currency. And I thought, wow, this is happening faster than I thought. They are preparing for either the Chinese currency to be on par with the dollar or to supersede the dollar. And Jerome Powell has almost resigned himself to this. So why, by the way, it was huge for him to say that. I can't believe there was, there was no follow-up by the press. All right. So again, let's go back to what's happening here. We seized Russian central bank assets. I, I can't describe what a big deal that is in the money world of the big players who are making these decisions that you and I are just repulsed by. Uh, I mean, th th this is kind of a, a shock wave that's been sent, I don't know, through all the financial markets right now. Because if you can seize anybody's assets at any time with the ease that we just did it, and we can bring all this attack to bear on them, people are going to look for a way to get out of this system. That would be the, the logical thing to do. So 
what you're going to see is an acceleration out of the dollar. You're going to see an acceleration out of the systems that we have built over decades as people look to protect their wealth, because that's very natural. You kind of look to protect me first, and then, you know, if, if it helps the others, that, that that's fine. I mean, we're all a lot of selfish kind of to the core. So I would expect rotation out of the dollar. Big money is going to rotate out of the dollar. And then you're going to have to find what are you going to convert those assets into? Well, Eddie, look, look what's happening right now. Big money is moving into gold and silver and water and farmland and oil and anything that can't be seized unless you come at it with a gun. But you won't be able to seize it electronically. That's what big money is doing right now. And it's starting actually pretty quickly. I expect it to accelerate. And so what does that mean to us? Prices of food are going to be rising dramatically. Energy prices will be rising dramatically as the wealthy fight over these assets and bid them up. Uh, same thing with any natural resource that uh, the people need with lumber and the rare earth elements and uh, copper and uranium and, 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 and. And again, let's go back to what New Mexico should be doing then. We should be unlocking our natural resources mm -hmm. and using them to help the country where America needs New Mexico instead of New Mexico always needing the federal government. Yeah. Wait, what if you had a governor who thought like that? Okay, wait, I yeah. see this coming. Here's what we are going to do. We are going to become the uranium state again. We have the second largest amount of uranium assets in the United States. Wyoming has more. And yet we haven't mined an ounce of it since 1998. Well, look, we can see what's happening with oil. We can see what's it's great. I'm glad the prices are going up for southeastern New Mexico, but it's lousy for the rest of us. Yep. All right, we're going to need energy. And the guys like, you know, taking a shot here, but MLG and Ronchetti, who believe in this new Green Deal stuff, that's not the answer. I mean, it's part of the answer, but it's not the answer. Meanwhile, uranium could be, you know, nuclear power in these small modular nuclear reactors you've heard me talk about that won't melt down, that will power 60,000 houses and are about the size of a McDonald's. We should be doing that right now. We should be the energy state. We should be the water state. Uh, and you've heard me talk about brackish water. There's another reason that I want to purify all that water. Do you know when you do, you know what the byproducts you get out of it in New Mexico that you can take off the top? It not, it's not just salt that comes out. Lithium comes out. Eddie, what's lithium used for? Batteries. Batteries for all these electric cars. I mean, we can actually sort of mine the extracts, the concentrates that, that come out of desalination. The other thing that comes out is potassium, which is basically for fertilizer. And what's happening to fertilizer prices all across oh, the globe? Uh, Soaring. It's too expensive for, it's, for people to produce food now. Right. And so here we are, little New Mexico, 2 million people saying, all right, we can't control what these army word, army word, these people are doing out there to take us to the brink of war. But what we can do is contribute. We can change this state so that we can start giving back in a peaceful, productive way and cope with this in a positive, real way. And 
one that will actually make money for the state of New Mexico, most importantly. Absolutely. You know, we've got to be able to bring in some more revenue uh, right. that is diversifying the economy. Uh, it just seems to me that we're not going to get there unless we get somebody who understands all that uh, into office in the governor's mansion. I mean, it's just the way that it's going to have to be. Yeah. It, and in a team that will go with it, including a media team mm -hmm. that isn't going to support propaganda, mm -hmm. but is willing to put out truth, even right. if it's hard truth, even if it's hard, man, we messed up and you just never hear this from anybody. We apologize. We got COVID totally wrong. We did these things that right. we shouldn't have done. We're sorry. We're sorry we put out all that stuff about Black Lives Matter that meant we knew it, it, all it was to do was to boost ratings and to bring in money to the bottom line. We were so wrong. We will be better. But instead, we're going down the other course. And yes, this one's a very dangerous course. Here's the hints that we've got some bigger problems. This financial war we're waging against Putin, Putin doesn't have the resources in World War E that we have. But he said, if central banks declare war on me, he said it better than this, but basically I reserve the right to bomb them. <laughs> Wait, you're going to send in cruise missiles or hypersonics against the central bank of uh, European central bank. He's basically saying yes. Or the bank of Japan. Yes. If you are going to attack me financially and the only weapon I have left is to take you out in a kinetic way, I'm going to take you out. All right, that's that should be disconcerting to everybody who's so confident we can just destroy people via money. Because, I mean, who was it? Was it Stalin or was it, I forget who said, all power comes from the end of a gun. Well, kind of right. Now, Rothschild, the money guy said, no, no, give me control of a nation's money. I care not who makes the laws. Well, I actually believe that, I think it's maybe Mao who said it. Mao is probably right. Because, yeah, you can control all the money, but if you walk up to somebody with a, an M16 and give me your money, you've got the money and the weapon. So this is basically what Putin is saying right now. Be careful. And all this talk about he's isolated, he's out of control, he's losing it. That is really bad talk. Yeah. That, you're, you're goading the guy. Right. The more you create this meme about what he is and who you think right. he is, the more he's going to be uh, apt to prove you wrong. Well, and by destroying you. Right. Macron just spoke with him. That's what I'm saying. Read different press. Macron in France just spoke to him today or yesterday and said he didn't say anything like that. Putin was pretty calm. Putin had resolve. Putin was, you know, this is if you think we're backing down out of this, we're not. This is the hill we're going to stand on. This is the hill we're going to fight on. And oh, it, meanwhile, we live in this make believe land that all of a sudden his army is going to desert you know, everybody's going to leave him. Protests are going to force him to d dismantle his government, and he's in deep trouble. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's what we said. Truth was the first casualty of war. And all of that propaganda that we're getting to go to and say, oh, yeah, keep keep going, keep going. You Go defend the Ukraine. Like, it's showing up on our restream. It's showing up on everything. You know, the the yellow and uh, blue colors. Support this. Buy that. Yeah. It, it's It's like, please stop. This is too much already. Right. You, you have your entire country that's run by a former um, a former actor, Zelensky. Right. He doesn't have the chops to be competing at this level. And I really feel bad, like I 
commented last week on all of this where we gave them false hope. We gave them the thought, the illusion of power. We gave them the illusion of connectivity to NATO. You know, right. I, I told you I worked with uh, General Wes Clark, you know, right. a European theater. And, you know, here's some of the things that it's a very complicated situation. But if you're not a member of NATO and not a member, a paying member of NATO, you don't get the defense. Yet we're going to go and defend it as if it's part of NATO already, because that's what we are ostensibly signed up for. So, you know, it doesn't make sense to the normal layperson um, no. why we're doing this. And those are going to be the casualties um, one, in one form or another. Right. Uh, you know, either economically or certainly uh, physically. And we're sitting here and Biden can end all of this today. Sure. He can say we're pulling all support for the Ukraine. Uh, they can keep the half of this country. We'll go ahead and support. Uh, we're going to go ahead and have a summit and let's end this thing. But he's not doing it. Instead, he's using it to. And I think the real dangerous number is the low uh, presidential ratings that he has, which is going to further you know, embolden him to just do whatever <laughs> he needs take. to go ahead and and reassess his position and say, well, you know what? I want to be liked. I want to feel like I'm strong and forceful. I mean, you're a feeble, weak old man who doesn't understand the very complicated situation that's happening over there. And no one has taken the time to actually assess that, hey, Russia can do whatever it wants. It's in its backyard. And it right. will it will dominate the Ukraine 60 times over just based upon the amount of money that, 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 that it's going. So... Putting everything into perspective here, Greg, and just trying to get a, a nice little, you know, package okay. if, if we can, which is impossible. Well, <laughs> but let's, let's let's try it. Let's try to put a, a a bow on all this. Does it a get? Does the conflict get bigger? Yes. And why? How quickly? How much is the U.S. involved? And is there an exit strategy even being suggested? by any of the, I guess we can call them allies if we want to use World War II nomenclature, uh, the allies. So I threw a lot at you right okay. there, but it's all pretty straightforward. Okay, so let's look at the really big picture. What is Putin really fighting for? Is it just Ukraine and keeping NATO from encroaching upon Russian borders? I would say no. I'm going to take you back now about 20 years to a speech that Putin made in Davos at what was in the World Economic Forum. Yeah. And basically the speech went like this. Why do we bow to the Americans? What do we have here on the Eurasian continent? We have all of the engineering and technological capabilities you can imagine in Europe, in particular Germany. We have natural resources that cannot be matched in Russia and the stands, Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, you know, all those guys. We have the factory floor to the world in Asia. Let's unite. Let's create a giant land power that goes from the Atlantic to the Pacific. Let's build pipelines and bridges and communication systems and stock exchanges and banking systems. Let's create this, we called it the new Silk Road. And we don't have to fight the Americans we can ignore them because the center of world civilization has always been the Eurasian continent. It has never been the Western civil Western hemisphere. We are the natural leaders of the world. Wow. Right. And it was like a two hour speech better than what I just did. And everybody's Putin, Putin. And to our friends in the middle East, we welcome that you join us with your energy reserves and let's create this new land power. 
all right, it was on right there. It was on. So here we are now, 20 years later. And what have they done? They have built roads and bridges. They have built pipelines. They have created parallel systems, even to this SWIFT system that everybody's hearing about that moves money around the globe. And the key player in this, and we haven't talked about it much here, is China. Notice who China has sided with. Oh, they're friends thing. forever now. We we allowed that to happen. Right. We created that opportunity for Russia and China to come together. Right. And so I don't see in any way that Putin is going to back down from this grand plan that he has put together. And he sees a weak, confused leader in America. And he thinks, this is my chance. And I, if I not if, I will get away with this in Ukraine. And what you will see is Germany turn east. France will turn east. N notice who they're negotiating with. Yeah. They're talking to Putin. They're not mm. talking to the, Biden. To Biden, right. Right. And so what we did during these 20 years was argued about defunding the police, how many genders there were, and whether there was systemic, you know, white supremacy. And it was just, you know, we were engaged in silliness. And so now here we are. Can we still recover? Yes. But the way that we're doing with this very heavy use of monetary financial, using the dollar as a weapon in the short term, yes, it will cause them some pain. In the long term, it's, it will, it's going to backfire on us. It's, you watch over the next several, and I'm willing to admit I'm wrong. If we get three months down the road and this isn't happening, I'll be stunned, but I'll say I was wrong. But you're going to see the rapid de-dollarization. You're going to see rising prices here, rising civil unrest on here. And we in New Mexico are going to have to find a way to deal with it. And the way you deal with it is you get out of money land and into wealth land. There's a difference between money and wealth. Money will be unstable. Wealth, however, the oil, the gas, the timber, the uranium, the copper, the food, these things that we have in this state could be a stabilizing factor for us to not only get through this, but prosper through it. That's what has to happen here. That's, that's why I'm running for governor. And then the process, we will save the poor and we will save the middle class here. We will be the shining example of what we can do in this country and do it again. I sort of alluded uh, to that uh, coming out of COVID, we could have been that if right. we took a different approach uh, to that uh, altogether. Um, so this war gets bigger, uh, and it will expand very quickly is what you're yeah. thinking now. Um, no signs of slowing as of, of today. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of questions that they have texted in. So we've got about another sure. uh, 20 minutes or so. I'm going to take you uh, for the hour, if you don't mind. Uh, Eddie, I don't give a damn who's historically at fault in the Russia versus Ukrainian conflict. Russia is the aggressor. And once Putin began shelling from ground and air apartment buildings, and hospitals, he can go to hell. Okay, well, you can play okay. that all you want. Yeah, but you got I agree with it. But you, but you still have it completely wrong because it was NATO which was looking to do more territorial expansion by right. including the Ukraine and NATO, and that's a direct defense uh, towards the Russians. So he is well within his rights to go ahead and defend yeah. uh, him by going on the attack. Was it the right thing to do? Well, for him, it was. Right. Could we have done something to stop it? Absolutely. We could have stopped trying to do the NATO expansion and stop uh, making Ukraine feel like they should be emboldened. They can stand up to Russia. They can't. Right. Okay. But if, I could go, I could go back half a generation or a little more 
and Stalin starved the Ukrainians, <laughs> killed what starved 20 million of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have an awful lot of reason to hate Russia. I mean, I, I get that too. I mean, the, right. The history part of it, I, I could take you back to the Mongolians and talk about the history of Ukraine and the demise of a world power when the Mongolian empire started to collapse in Ukraine. We could do that all day dealing with what we've got now. Anyway, let's, let's just go on to the next. The question. Russian invasion of Ukraine will last another two to three weeks. And then the Russian oligarchs who put Putin in power will get Putin under control. Completely disagree with that. I, I don't know. Well, the Biden administration is who is out of control. We live in an upside down world. I would agree, I agree with, that. with that. Absolutely. Ask him what should the average person should do with their bank accounts and stocks and bonds at this time? Okay. Well, I would say is this, uh, I would expect attacks on the banking system. I would have some cash on hand. I mean, cash, cash. And I don't want to start a run on the banks, but look, let's look what happened up in Canada. Look what's going on in Europe and in Russia right now. If we have some event with banking, you will want to have some real cash. So you can buy some gas and get some groceries till they sort it out. I would say that. I would say that the stock market, and I've been saying this for a long time, is on shaky ground. By any historical measure, this stock market is overvalued. Now, I can't give out blanket advice. It's, I'm just telling you what I am doing for my clients we have we are so light on stocks it's hard to describe we, we're just we see it as totally disconnected from the real world and you know this you've heard me talk about this for the last two three years we have pre-positioned in investments in food and energy and commodities and precious metals and now ukraine was the accelerant i, I thought it was just going to be the money printing that made those do well now it's this global war cycle that seems to come have come around and that will bring about more money printing. You heard Biden in the state of the union, and we're going to do this and this and this and this. And the calculator in my brain was going, how many hundreds of billions did he just spend? And where are we going to get this? We're, we're, we're going to print it. And by the way, you talked about the expansion of the war. Again, China is watching this. They will war game it now for their invasion of Taiwan, which they have not been shy about. Which is imminent. Sure. But now they're going to try to, all right, what can we do to mitigate World War E that we just, as the Americans bring this against us? And then if I were Israel, I'd have my head on a swivel mm. because now, you know, the protector of Israel, the United States could be engaged in all these different things. Iran just fired that missile, what, three weeks ago. Yep. It said, look, we can hit you anytime we want. And by the way, we have nukes. They didn't say that part, but I think we probably know. Meanwhile, you know, the Russians have weapons in Syria, which is right next door to Israel. And yes, we're at a, it's hard to make the case that financial instruments like stocks and bonds and cash do really well in this kind of environment. So, Everything suffers. Right. Everything. And then people need to be aware of that. Hey, Greg, uh, how much cash should we have on hand? Are we talking thousands, a month's worth, several months worth? But I don't know. I'll just tell you what I, where kind of I am three to four months of living expenses and people have different living expenses. Yeah. Eddie, I've got one client who lives on $20,000 a month. Oh, that's kind of, you would like her. She's really playing, but she's just, she has a standard of living that 20,000 wow. doesn't know how people can get by up under that. <laughs> and that, I have other clients at 1500 bucks a month and they're happiest clams. Yeah. 
They don't owe on their house. They're, I don't know. So I don't know, three, four months of living expenses. And if I'm wrong, take the cash and put it back in the bank. <laughs> They're not paying me any interest anyway. <laughs> so. That's right. USSR lost 20 million in World War II, reason to avoid another Cuban missile crisis. No NATO expansion. Nobody wins with war. Yeah. Agreed. Um, how do I help Greg win? Website? Yeah. Uh, Zenyforgovernor.com. What we need now is, gosh, spread the word that you've got a gubernatorial candidate who's talking beyond the platitudes of, you know, I'm going to make schools better. We're going to lower tax. I mean, all the same old stuff we get every cycle. And, you know, I hope you hear that I'm articulating a real plan for this state. Spread the word. If you can get me in front of a group, I don't care if it's a business group, a civic group, a church group, I need exposure. And I'll come and talk to any group you've got out there. And yeah, if you want to donate so we can get on radio and TV and put this out. Uh, again, it sounds odd, but it's a message of hope in a time when we're all feeling unsettled. All right. Hope's a pretty good antidote for feeling down about things. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my, um, my assessment and my, you know, sort of approach to this since day one has been to like stoke any of these flames, you know, not right. to get involved, not to think very much about it. It's way beyond us. You know, people can't identify what the Ukraine is. Why, uh, it, why didn't we just, you know, nip this in the butter? And, and then you see, well, we actually goaded him with the propaganda uh, and, you know, he smelled blood in the water. That's right. the way it is. Why? Uh, because Biden is weak. <laughs> right. And what do you do when you know you have a weak leader over there? You get to do what you want, how you want, when you want. And Biden's probably embarrassed that some photos or something else is probably going to end up coming out on him oh. or Hunter or oh something. Gosh. Because Ukraine is one of the most corrupt places right. in the entire world. It's run by... Hollywood elites, it's run by a bunch of people who are Westerners, uh, on, and, and they call it Kiev now, but I remember it. Kiev. Kiev. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so weird uh, how it's all going. So, yeah, I was hoping we weren't going to go into this direction because uh, we could prevent anything from happening. No. Now we're on the brink of nuclear war. Right. Like, like, understand, because you elected this man and because you didn't want to contest the election— this has literally marched you to the brink of nuclear war. We're talking about stashing cash. We're talking about, like, there's a reason why I'm off. I don't feel like my voice is going to be contributing very solidly to any sort of rational reason at this point. Because all of this is insanity. An entire webpage on Fox News dedicated to propaganda, Russia, Ukraine, CNN, same thing. All of the websites, it's the same stuff. Right. So we come out of COVID to jump into a conflict where 95% of the, the country can't identify where it's at. Like right. it's the strangest COVID. You don't know what COVID is. You don't know what the Ukraine is. Why are we doing this? That's a great right? point. Like well, but, but you talk about the week later. I don't believe Putin would have done this if Afghanistan had not happened last August. And by the way, we needed to get out of Afghanistan. I totally get it. Don't think I wanted to stay there forever. I've actually been an advocate for leaving there for over a decade. With that said, the way it was done yeah. was so discombobulated yeah. and, and I didn't even have words to describe how tragic this yeah. was. And if I were Putin or Xi in China or, uh, you know, it, the Twelvers, these are kind of the apocalyptic sect over there in Iran, uh, I would be, I'd be saying, wow, this is what we're up against. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll up Do our sleeves. Let's start war gaming this. Yeah. Let's start planning it out. Let's practice. I, I 
don't believe Putin thought that we would go to these extremes. Has the U.S. ever been this weak internationally where we're not a threat? Well, I mean, it's, well, I mean, when we first became a nation, clearly we weren't, you know. In, in the modern or, era, oh, in the sorry. Modern era. Yeah. No, no, no. No, not since World War, prior to World War One. I. I could probably even 1880s, 1890s, we were a force to be reckoned with that was beginning to overtake the British Empire. Think about that one country. And the Brits were controlling China, India, Africa, you know, the, the seven seas were all British and we were already just one country overtaking mm. Britain. And by World War I, they desperately needed us. And even during the Depression, it was over. America was running the show. So, no, it, it hasn't been since We wouldn't then. leave the house uh, during COVID uh, if we had the risk of anything. Do you think that our guys here in this country are about to step up to the plate and go to defend a country that they know nothing about? No. No. The answer is absolutely no. no. And you you were in the military. Right. No. And I think the dissent that's probably happening right now in the military has probably got to be something <laughs> that is, you know, oh, I mean, we don't have to touch upon this, but I mean, I. No, I, no, I'm with you. I, I was at Costco two days ago. Okay. The ladies of Costco. All right. So, I, you know, bringing my stuff there. They're behind the counter, uh, you know, running up my my products. And the uh, she said, she said something about Biden. He's an idiot. And the other said, yeah, I'm not sending my son to war for that guy. It'd just be wasting his life. And then another lady came over. She joined in. Look at the prices. That's all on Biden. The ladies of Costco. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I got, well, are you guys Republicans, Democrats? We're none of that. Has nothing to do with that. It's just we're sick of the way this direction he's, that he's going with this country. He's ruining us. Yeah. That's the that normal yeah. Joe talking That's, out there. Wow. Or That's Josephine the in this case. But anyway. Let me go and say great to hear your voice today. Eddie mesmerizing media fanning the flames. Thank you. Thank you. And all in and around the Kiva for Rock of Talk Chat for providing the tools to recognize what will survive. The coming inferno. Greg, you have my vote. A few others will sabotage you as they did Eddie. Will will you like Eddie continue to influence regardless of the outcome? Of course. I mean, yeah, it's either fight or flight. We've chosen fight. So yeah, we're in it. Let's go. Need a 20 minute sit down with Greg Zanetti. We can't get a hold. Well, let's figure out the amount. Of I don't know why. <laughs> I know. Sure I get that a lot. I need a 20 minute sit down to, to convince you. Like we already had the primary you know, where right. everyone can do that. And then it's just, it's tiring. It's like, uh, well, he didn't call me or he didn't do it's this. So he didn't hard. Do that. Please know that people out there. It's yeah. so hard. You can get it. Yeah, anyway. My oil stocks just now became profitable, Greg. Also Russian tactical victory. The surround of Kiev is almost complete. And once that falls, you'll, you'll, you'll realize how weak the United States is and all these false promises right. that we gave you the Ukraine, Ukraine will belong to Russia. And then we'll come in at the very end and try to fight it because we have to beat our chest somehow. And inevitably, we'll strike some sort of weird deal with the Russians. Eddie, General Zanetti, with the battle over upcoming shortages looming, do you think it should be part of your platform to stop illegal crossings because it yes. will consume from limited resources of legal America? It already is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm on board with you. No airspace between us. Been a while. I uh, was at the post office today picking up a package. I went in no mask as I always have. This old man is in his 70s was studying me, seeing if I had a mask. I get close to him as I'm exiting, and I see a mask in his hand. And he tells me I didn't know they were allowing us not to wear masks. Big problem is with the statements 
amazes me how some people have put it. Allow supposed to. Some places I've been told it's the law here in New Mexico. Um, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. I just will not. I know. And have not. I and, know. Yeah, there you go. Need to know you will get the Dominion machines out. Yes. How do you do that? Well, immediately what you do is you do the forensic on the machines. Mm. I, I believe what you will find. Does the governor have that much power to do? That? Oh, sure. Okay. You should, you should be able to open all that. We got to win this election. But yes, uh, and by the way, there's a class action lawsuit against the Dominion machines right now, which on discovery could be very interesting. Don't lose hope on the voter integrity thing. Otero County is having a forensic audit. Little Otero County, good on those guys, on uh, their election. And they're finding anomalies. Uh, if this, if we just did it county by county in the state, just the red counties. Yeah. Tell you, it would wake people up that we we don't have the elections we think we have. Hard to get that kind of conversation right now in the midst know, of all these things happening, right? Isn't it yeah, crazy? Yeah. And that's, I think part of it is for that very reason. Hi, Greg. Paul and Julie listening in. Thanks. And we are with you all the way. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Julie. Uh, let's see. Do you agree that the U.S. is paying for both sides of this war money for Ukraine and pur purchasing Russian oil? That's a good question. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's very You are insightful. funding the Russians. Yes, yes, of course we are. Yeah, yeah by Russia. Yes. You're, you're uh, and somehow the people who have gas guzzlers will end up being. Yeah, the bad guys. Let's see what else we have here. A big part of the problem with the media is that they are New Mexico, not journalists anymore here in New Mexico. They're reporters. They will report whatever is fed to them. But the idea of a reporter actually studying or investigating something is long gone. That's from Ben. I noticed something uh, that your name is consistently omitted. You know who else had that problem? You. Me. The entire time I was running. So yeah. they, they will mess up your name. They'll, they'll mess with you this way. And they know who they want. So that's going to run against and they'll, they'll, they'll frame it, prod that, push it because that's the way that, so the media, you know, I can't, I can't tell you the number of AP reports I read that did not mention your name. It mentioned Jay Block's name. It mentions, right. um, Dow. Meant, what's her name? Rebecca Dow. And then, uh, it mentions Ron Ketty, you know, but it will, they will not mention your name. So that tells me, based upon your polling, well, we definitely don't want to win. We don't want the Republicans to take over. We don't want the Republicans. So these are the three guys that probably don't have as good a chance as uh, Greg Snedi. And we also notice that whoever the party generally picks, and notice this, there's a whole trend, you see, never actually ends up coming in for the people. So um, because that person is never selected. It's kind of okay. a weird thing. We've seen that happen successive times. Because um, I've been doing politics for a long time, so you know how, yeah. how it is. Just, Whoever the Republican Party is choosing, however they choose, I know you had your whole debacle uh, with the votes and all that. Did you guys get that sorted out? <laughs> do you, do, now do yes. you know why I don't participate in any of that stuff? Yes, I okay. do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just I'm not going to go down there and waste my time. This is exactly why this state needs Greg Zanetti. Such a vision. Will the voters be smart enough to select him? Man has my vote in the primary. Spread the Matt. word, bottom up. Uh, That's please, just put me on social media. Zanetti's the guy. Go to his website. You'd be surprised at your power. Let's so. see. I'm getting some map hub, Russian Ukrainian monitor map. Yeah, they're showing all of. There's actual mapping of all the different forces that have surrounded Kiev. I mean, yeah. it's it's. They're gonna get. They're about to get annihilated. And we told them that, hey, you should step up and 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 bump chest with uh, with them. There's right. a big billboard on I-25 in Albuquerque <clears throat> that says, we support Ukraine. Who in the hell paid for that? New World Order is against Putin. Um, you'll notice the number of, uh, I noticed the number of uh, Satanists 
um, and they're coming out. Uh, I got to share this stuff with you. That we're coming out and support full-throated support of Ukraine. We need to do everything, and you know, it's the the the, the humanist. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw okay. It. You know, they even got a political opinion there. What does the general think about the newest nuke coming online just in time for Ukraine? Oh, he's talking about hypersonic weapons is what I'm guessing. Uh, Russia yeah. has them. We don't. Uh, it's They've proven them. Uh, he spent one third of Putin of his 2018 State of the Union address in Russia talking about his hypersonics. So these are missiles that basically go into space and they basically have limitless range. You know, once you're in orbit, you can come in anywhere. They come down through the atmosphere so fast. You know, depending on the missile, five to 15 times the speed of sound. The thing about them is they're maneuverable. You won't know until three or four seconds out if this thing's going to hit Memphis or Detroit. We did not dispute that he had them. Uh, we DARPA raced to Congress and said, we've got these on the planning board, but we got to get them going. We've been testing them. I don't know if we've got them or not, but I believe that Putin is saying, stop messing with us. We have a weapon that could really, really mess you up. Mm. Don't push us to this extreme. And we should believe him because he has demonstrated them. By the way, 10 days ago, you can see the footage, at least you could. Putin was test firing the hypersonic missiles from submarines mm -hmm. and from land-based mobile units and sending them up saying, look, stop messing with it. we're telling you we have something that we don't want to use mm. and so that's i wish we would calculate this before we beat our chest we'll hit the said. top of the hour news do you mind staying for just a few more mi extra no, no, minutes uh, greg i'd like to volunteer how do i volunteer uh, zanetti for governor.com and uh or yeah, just go to zanettiforgovernor.com and we'll get you into the system. So thank you. An operative wants to ask you a question via uh, text. Well, this person I know didn't support you. Oh, and okay. she works within the Republican Party. Okay. And so she wants to talk about Bill Gates. She says, what is you and your wife's connection to Bill Gates? Oh, I'll do that. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about okay, No, I think sure. we do it because you know, this is what Republicans are good at. They're good at destroying each other. Yeah. So that's uh, awesome. So back up to the top of the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with John Hunt. A recent study done by AARP finds that over 87% of American voters want Congress to act to lower drug prices. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders spoke with Stephen Colbert. We are struggling right now to lower the cost of prescription drugs. they got 1,500 lobbyists in Washington, D.C. to make sure that we continue paying the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. So when Biden says we got to lower the cost of prescription drugs, that Medicare is going to negotiate prices with the pharmaceutical industry, as the VA now does, the overwhelming majority of the American people support them. Also, a new federal report says that 3.5 million Americans aged 65 and older cannot afford their needed prescription drugs. As the war continues in Ukraine, the United Nations now estimates that more than 10 million people will end up fleeing their homes from Ukraine, including 4 million who may cross the border into neighboring countries. This is USA Radio News. You know, I've told you all how much my feet hurt from time to time, and I've also told you how much I enjoy getting to work because right here under my desk, I have a pair of my slippers. 
Mike Lindell's new invention with patented fill, the My Pillow fill that you know he works in the pillow so well. Comfort memory foam, patented impact gel, and it has an indoor outdoor sole for all day use. Right now they are uh, on sale. If you go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, you will see My Pillow slippers at 50% off, but only for a limited time. Plus, you'll get Mike's soft cover book, What Are the Odds, from Crack Addict to CEO. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Use my promo code USA. Savings on overstock items to it, MyPillow.com. European countries are now also dumping Russian vodka. And with the story, here's USA's Katie Lewis. European countries and supermarket chains have started banning Russian vodka to show their distaste for Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. The government-controlled alcohol monopolies in Finland and Sweden were the first to ban liquor sourced from Russia on Monday, followed by the authorities in Norway on Tuesday. Major supermarket brands across the three Baltic states also banned Russian vodka. They went one step further and banned all goods originating from Russia as well. Ken Duberstein, President Ronald Reagan's chief of staff during his final year in office, passed away. He was 77. Duberstein was a close confidant and advisor to Reagan, serving in the White House at the beginning of the Republican president's first term in office and in the home stretch of his second term. He resigned in 1983 and joined a lobbying firm only to be called back to the White House in 1987. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the healthy bone and joint pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. President Joe Biden continues to tell Americans and Russian President Vladimir Putin that his administration was fully ready for war all along. But Senator Marsha Blackburn, the Republican from Tennessee, told Newsmax there's a lot more than just the Russian threat. We should be focusing on Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. I call them the new axis of evil. We know that Russia and China and Iran were quite emboldened by what they saw take place in Afghanistan. The American people want answers. Blackburn also reminded us that the United States will not stop buying Russian oil and that we continue to buy over 600,000 barrels per day. The moon is about to get walloped by about three tons of space junk, a punch that will carve out a crater that could fit a number of semi-tractor trailers. The leftover rocket will smash into the far side of the moon at 5,800 miles an hour on Friday, away from telescopes prying eyes. It may take weeks or even months to confirm the impact through satellite images. It's been tumbling haphazardly through space, experts believe, since China launched it nearly a decade ago. Tesla chief executive officer Elon Musk said he's inviting labor unions to hold a vote at the electric car makers California factory. The announcement comes three months after the billionaire entrepreneur criticized the Biden administration and Democrats for a proposal to give union-made U.S.-built electric vehicles an additional $4,500 tax incentive. Tesla and foreign automakers do not have unions at their U.S. factories. This is USA Radio News. Oh, 
Albuquerque's macro aggression. Hour two coming at you. We'll be checking in with D Dowd in just a couple more minutes. We've got to get the rest of these because uh, there are some Republican players that are involved and they want to know, they want to make sure I ask you all the hard questions, Greg Zanetti. <laughs> we're, we're here to bomb Greg Zanetti. And oh, yeah, the, the nicest guy in the race. You literally are the nicest guy in the race. Uh, no doubt about that. And uh, you're also a good guy. But let me, uh, let me just. Uh, Get this to you. Say, I'd say, oh, she's asking as a concerned citizen, a registered <laughs> Republican State Central Committee, Bernalillo County uh, Committee participant who literally got together with Patriot groups that night. And you had some interesting things uh, take place in front of you. Saying, first, will you answer the question, Greg Zanetti, what is you and your wife's connection to Bill Gates? We know it's deep. <laughs> okay. After I got back from my deployment as the deputy commander and then commanding general at Guantanamo Bay. I got a call from a high school friend. He had become Bill Gates's money manager, the guy. This was 2009. All the stuff we know about Bill now, we did not know then. And he said, we want you to come up here to Washington and we want you to manage money for the richest guy in the world. Well, that was kind of the Super Bowl of money management. And I've been doing it for a long time. So we went up there and I'll tell you this, I learned how billions move. Mm. And I learned how these big guys use it against us. I understand how they use derivatives and all these exotic instruments to rip off the poor and the middle class and how they rip off our permanent funds and our retirement funds. And I got very knowledgeable. And I'll tell you this, Bill Gates is a bad guy. I didn't last very long there. I'll tell you that my nickname was Choir Boy. Mm. How does that, that might tell you something. All right. So. Think of it this way. All of you people who just say, you know, oh, we're going to discount 35 years of service that you gave to the country, Greg. And, oh, you spent some time up there. If you had a sergeant who got behind enemy lines and saw the enemy's plans, their timetable, their operations, what they were going to do. And then he escaped, came over into your headquarters, General Aragon, and said, sir, I've been back there. I see how it works. I know what they're doing and I know how we can stop them. What would you do, General Aragon? Would you say, oh, sorry, Sergeant Zanetti, you've been tainted. Or would you say, son, sit down. Tell us what you know so that we can stop this stuff. Right. Well, I mean, the people who send these questions, I think, think it through, people. And if you well, can't. Well, players. These people I are know. new and they jump in. And I mean, you were running uh, the Republican Party for Bernalillo County. I mean, obviously, uh, way sure. better. Than, back uh, when I was still in high school. Yeah. And, and we've been contributing, contributing, contributing. And now suddenly, oh my gosh, I'll tell you in 2009, I don't think Melinda knew what Bill was doing. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I got to see it. I certainly, you know, Epstein Island, all these things. If you don't understand Bill Gates's character by now, there's something wrong with you. So no, I'm probably the best guy you could have to stop the globalists in New Mexico. You have somebody standing outside your tent uh one of their little operatives saying that oh, you yeah. were a globalist oh yeah we had a hospitality room oh. down there in Rudosa. oh don't go in and see zanetti he's a globalist funny i, I didn't even know who the guy was of course it's said, just all set up it's I, just I said, and they how about those massive text messages that kept coming out that, oh that must have gosh. been you oh my who gosh. sent all that kind of stuff out right well this you know this was all coming against dow and 
I won't even repeat it, but yes, yeah. every phone was lighting up. Back with and the forth. Attacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. Oh, ethics complaint, ethics charge. We've got this happening. This, and then, and and then we've got other, and, and Mark Ronchetti, I think he got in by virtue of the fact that he had, he had enough signatures, right? He paid for the signatures. It, <laughs> right. Okay. Did, did he tell everybody there to vote for not Others. him? Yeah, he said he did that actually happen. He said he didn't need their votes, <laughs> that he already had the signatures. And so, yeah, vote vote for everybody else. I mean, it was a very odd speech. I'll just say that. I, I just, well, okay, got it. Well, um, wait, that, that works. I would think that uh, the one person that he didn't want to square off with uh, would have been you. Right. He wants a, a crowded debate. ballot. He okay. wants a crowded ballot. And he ballot. wants a crowded debate. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm going to invite the four of you guys on to come on and, and do a debate. We'll um, see how and, many. Well, well I, I already know how well you'll do. And, you know, you never have to get into name calling or, no. you know, the jibber jabber of that kind of stuff. We've had some fun. I don't know how many shows you and I have done, you know, together uh, together over the last uh, however many years. But uh, you also have my taint on you, if you will, which is the fact that you're on the radio station here or have been on the radio station and okay. and have been feet. Wait, wait, let me just say this. So there's a lot of. That's a lot of good, because remember when I got into the race for mayor, I was out recruiting friends, doing whatever I possibly could to bring people into it. And I took everybody through the whole rigmarole of the last year and a half. I mean, I've been fighting, you know, ran for state party chair, ran for CD1, you know, and every single time it's just like somebody else in the Republican Party is just coming out to screw me. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine if you really didn't want me. And then the mayor's race, I mean, they literally had some people literally some people who you're going against other people did not support me explicitly in this you came out and you gave me your full-throated endorsement for the mayoral run right. and i just want to thank you uh for that you're a I republican think that, running in the race, a republican yes we had a republican running in the race yes was it you see, it's like it it really is kind of amazing so i'm 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 i was actually glad to see your numbers sort of where they were based upon Mark Ronchetti saying, hey, vote for everybody else, knowing that he wants a crowded ballot. And then seeing where you guys were all kind of like, we're at 20, yeah, we're 24, all kind of in 20, the 20s. And okay. Every single person was in every the 20s. Single penny, uh, every single one. <laughs> wait, okay. Yeah, Matt, masterful. So anyway, uh, and I'm going to have Jay, I've known Jay forever, Jay Block. So yeah. Jay's going to, he was supposed to come on yesterday, but I have been feeling, like I told you, not good. Uh, so we'll have him and then I'll have, um hopefully rebecca dow and have reached out to mark ronchetti but i don't imagine that i'll get any feedback from him and you know honestly but the way that he played that whole entire thing he ended up being the smartest guy on saturday why because he went in there and created a, a mass chaos you guys didn't have ballots counted until like 9 30 10 o'clock <laughs> We're gonna, yeah. we want to replace the dominion machines but we as a party can't even get it right within the republican party my gosh yeah uh, human beings and technology and sometimes things break down and uh, it, what it really showed and i won't i won't do names here but how many people lost it eddie mm. and just became extremely emotional and angry and screaming and then others were all right this oh, is I our could, situation i know this names. is where we are i know the people yeah the, how are we going to deal with this let's adjust and let's do this as best we can given this situation and you know, there were a few who acted like that. And I think you kind of know where I would have fallen in there. All if right. I would have run that, I can tell you, you guys would have been out and on your way by 2 p.m. We'd have all the votes <laughs> counted and uh, right. there would have been no mess ups, period. Yeah. Well, look at the way I ran my campaign. 
Right. That thing was seesaw, bing, bing, bing. We hit every metric mark, did everything that we needed to do. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. You only you know? had 40 days though. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. We Tough still got to do to, in 40, uh, days. 40 days for 20% of the vote. Yeah. Hey, you've had guys running in the gubernatorial uh, <laughs> race for nearly two years. <laughs> oh, oh, I heard your, his wife just resigned from the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation a few what? months ago. <laughs> Yeah, this is the what? crap. This is the crap. Uh, her what? name is Katrina, by the way. Katrina. Katrina Jesus trying to create never the. never been on the Bill and Melinda Gates. And we weren't even associated DC, with the foundation. Oh, the little minds. Oh, my just, word. They, they, yeah, no. Who make makes sure. this stuff up? Well, they do. Wow. Okay, that's new. There it is. Oh, uh, there was a new one. I was actually working for the Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation. Oh, there we go. That right. was new yeah. to me. Wow. <laughs> Uh, no, it's fire boy, boy scout, but okay. Uh, if he was governor, would have exposed more what you just said about the very rich that you would do that. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Here it is. By the way, Kirtland Air Force Base just lifted the masking and testing mandates, but SNL still has them in place as of this moment. And he sent me in. This is somebody who works over okay, there. The B sixty one dash twelve production begins March first, twenty twenty two. They're they're bound to determine someone's going to use a nuclear weapon. It's going to well, happen. All right, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's go get it back to what we talked about in the last hour. Eddie, what if it's false flag? What if it's the British mm. who plant it in Ukraine and blame Putin? Mm -hmm. How would we know? It's kind of like the cyber war. How do you know who's doing what? I mean, in cyber war, you could have your own country attack your own country and blame the other guy to just get people whipped up even more. And you won't unwind this for maybe decades. You know, what really happened, maybe you never unwind it. Mm -hmm. And so you said it early. The first first casualty of war is the truth. By the way, I used that in my speech down in Ruidoso. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, for, and, and uh, uh, you know, war is the art of deception. Mm -hmm. And so we've got all this deception going around all of us right now. And people are doing it right now on these texts they're sending to you. Deception and lies. Yeah. But against each other? Yeah. I mean, aren't there enough enemies out there that we don't have to do it against Why do you us? think they put me in front of the ethics board? Why do you think they came after me, my business? Why do you think that these people, this is this is what politics is all about. Right. It's the art of personal destruction. Right. You know, and, and I literally have helped people, given people like insight and, oh, here's what's coming. You know, look out for this, look out for this. I mean, I do that with everybody. And I will not ever report unless I have something 100% verifiable. And then I get accused of things or we get accused of things. Well, that's the war. That's And who benefits from that? Right. Well, somebody, whoever lodged that piece of misinformation and pushes, pushes that stuff out there. Ultimately, I hate to say it, if you repeat it and it's not true, it's going to come back to bite you because karma is a bee. Right. And it happens every time. I've, I've, I've borne witness to it. I mean, I really have. And I, I enjoy that. Oh, we got lots of other texts coming in. Let's see. While the mask mandate was lifted on KAFB, DOE is still stupid, and SNL keeps, Sunny National Labs keeps masking. Remember I did the whole, Oh yeah, yeah, that was good, three hours. I'm totally behind Greg, and I have told everybody I know from waiters and waitresses to doctors and friends, good luck. Thank you. Greg, I'll send the money as well. Thank you. Uh, question to Greg. Considering current possible looming events, would cashing out a Roth, I can't, you can't give this kind of advice. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, we can't do this. Yeah. So uh, I'm not actively contributing to it. Do not plan to anytime soon. It's a relatively low amount. Yeah, you can't do that. I know that. Yeah. I know where to keep you safe there. Martin Armstrong gives a great breakdown from when the PNAC banksters needed a Pearl Harbor, as they stated in 1997 till today. McCain and Obama destabilized Ukraine, which broke away from Russia in 2013. 
interesting thing. They didn't. It, yeah, we're talking about Crimea. Right. Right. Uh, I'm totally missing the mark oh, there. By the way, Martin Armstrong. Do you follow him at all? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, he's pretty well regarded in my industry, and almost every time that I've disagreed with Martin Armstrong, I've been wrong and he's been right. And what he is showing in his his very sophisticated computer models is that something significantly changed February 23rd on that invasion day, and things that he thought were going to happen later are now accelerating, you know, coming faster at us. And so... Yeah, whoever wrote that about Martin Armstrong, yeah, I read the guy, and he's pretty smart. Okay, we got uh, Friendly Fire, of course. I believe that there may be a nuke false flag so they can do an EMP well, over Well, we just country. talked about. Yep. Right. Well, we talked about EMPs about a year and a half ago. Right. The biggest thing. Well, guess who's sitting on an AM station, baby? Because your FMs ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just, I'm, sorry to tell you. Um, OJ Block said you're a great, you're a good man. So, I think he's a good man. If anybody I'm thinks Putin is going to stop in Ukraine, they're idiots. Oh, he doesn't have to stop anywhere. Right. Let's just kind of uh, leave it right there. So those are all the texts. That's all the reactions. Uh, a good hour. I appreciate you very much yeah, for stepping re- in. Uh, final thoughts do you want to share? Uh, you know, you said what at the very top of the very, you know, at four o'clock, you know, what, what can we do? There's actually an old saying that uh, if everybody swept their own front doorstep, the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. Meaning just, just take care of your household, <laughs> be kind, be nice, do good things. If you think this is also overwhelming, yeah. In the aggregate it is. And Greg in Albuquerque and, you know, Fred up in Santa Fe individually, we're not going to stop this, but individually can we make the world a better place you know individual by individual family by family and if we all do that can we swamp these army word army word guys yes and so you know you heard what we talked about here it wasn't republican and democrat was it we talked about natural resources we talked about how we were going to use all these things that seem to be working against us for the good of new mexico yeah, we talked about the inflation that's coming. All right, therefore, what should we do? We talked about how money was going to become, become unstable, but wealth wasn't. What should we do? How do we do this for New Mexico's benefit so that America relies on us? Man, New Mexico helped save the country. That's our goal. And we can do that with guys like you and I hope me and the governor's chair and a lot of really smart people out there who all want the same thing. That's why I'm running for governor. And I'll leave it at that. ZanettiForGovernor.com. ZanettiForGovernor.com. There it is, folks. We'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break. We'll bring it back. It'll be uh, for the next uh, hour and a half uh, or so. Dowd Muska and myself. Well, about an hour and 20 minutes. I see Dowd checking the clock right there. He's like, he's right on it. I love that. Bring up the skunk. Yeah, we got to do that. Skunk right. Works. What is Skunk Works? Do you remember? Well, yeah, that's at Area 51. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There we go. It's like Keith Martin's, you know, tippity top secret stuff. <laughs> All right, back after a Thanks, quick man. break here in the Kiva. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full self-serve dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats, too. Oh, and ask for the grooming club card. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, providing natural food and supplements for healthy pets. Pet Food Gone Wild Rewards Card makes every visit easy. 
pet food gone wild, tap to call at petstoptheplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer at petstoptheplaceilike.com. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. The Rock of Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505 505- 828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. 
In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. Hey, Rock of Talk listeners. Do you know what's on the Rock of Talk app? The Rock of Talk TV, Rock of Talk podcasts, Rock of Talk news, weather, alarm, and more. Download it now at rockoftalk.com. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone give us a call and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. Eight, five, six, 1171 856 1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com this is the rock of talk on am 1600 kiva albuquerque 527 here in the kiva you're live doubt in myself and uh doubt's finally getting in on the action i'm sure he didn't mind uh stepping away and was able to get tomorrow's notes for the blast uh, out of the way uh, during actually night. Eddie working on a, a natural gas piece for tomorrow. Oh, okay. One way that New Mexico can enrich itself and provide uh, some alternatives to the folks in Europe who are kind of at the mercy of uh, a big gas provider to their east. I guess I would say um, they have followed Eddie the, the the green playbook in terms of natural gas in Europe. Natural gas production, I just looked at uh, some statistics from British Petroleum. Between 2004 and, 2000, uh, and 2020, natural gas production on the continent has declined by more than a third at a time when the United States discovered fracking, greatly expanded uh, our, our natural gas production. We are now a supplier to the world. Europe, of course, as bad as things might be in California, as bad as might, things might be in the Northeast, as bad as things might be in New Mexico, Europe is always leading the charge on stupid green policies. There it goes. Uh, Dowd is always on top of things at the right time, as uh, always. 
A uh, little uh, local drama, by the way. The the board was installed and then was uninstalled, and then we'll have to get installed again because of the difference between a five and a three pin, what's called an XLR cable. So I'm I'm looking at a the board underneath here. Uh, we would have had the IRS here on Tuesday. Uh, we're looking at that, but uh, this is a very sophisticated piece of equipment. Uh, so that should all be uh, up and running uh, on Monday, Tuesday. So just a little local drama that's been happening. The other thing, too, is um, probably going to be changing a couple of things just on the station. I think I told people that the top of the hour will sound different and and some other things I'm just doing with the station um, just because we're just in a different time, folks. And this thing has just hit me really awkward. Um, you know, how we just bounce from, and feel free to jump in here anytime, Dad, because I, I, I think people have been disconnected from us. We've been disconnected from them, you know, for the last, you know, two to three weeks. It's been intermittent uh, in terms of our broadcasting, and that's that's my fault, you know. I celebrated my birthday because I wanted to, and that's what I needed to do. I had a great time doing so, and I'm and I'm happy about that. But uh, two days later, we're full-fledged uh, jumping into World War III here. And, um, you know, I, I'm not feeling my best. I'm not doing my best. I think it should be, uh, you should all be very aware that uh, I am an alcoholic. I am never going to get rid of that. It's never going to go away. And uh, one of the things that I do to battle depression uh, sometimes is I will drink sometimes a bit too much uh, for my own good. And I think this is what, when when you are continually on top of, um, news and paying attention to things like eventually it just wears your soul down and you just can't read as much or do as much if everything that you're hearing is just like what's next what's next and it's not because I'm not resilient or I'm not you know able to to, to deal with any of this stuff I just am human and I can't look can't watch you know I can't understand you know things from my, my parents' perspective or, or anybody else's perspective uh, without me being first okay, you know, on my own. So, you know, bear with me through a little bit of that. We're all going through a lot of stuff. You know, we were here the entire time during uh, COVID. We were on top of that stuff and, you know, battling it out daily. You know, I battled it out on with the party, uh, running for party chair, CD1, all the other things. And, and I just have to get my head straight. So, if you don't see me uh, quite as jovial as uh, I normally am, I'm taking a different look at things here at the radio station because it's not a party time. This isn't like, let's just pass through three hours and celebrate. We're, we're, we're quite possibly going not just into, and I mean, we prepared you for this, the economic downturn. Here's the step down. This is what's happening. Here's, and then you see Greg come in and talk about that very, very same part right there. And, you know, it's enough to get us all down. Um, and if you have problems with alcohol or substance abuse or anything, look, man, I understand. Okay. Mine comes from a very, very dark place from a, a very young time in my life when I had something traumatic happened to me and it is, it re-triggers me. And when I start looking at, you know, various things, uh, it has a tendency to just trigger me into this downward spiral. So just being very honest, very, being very transparent you know, I've been put through the ringer. I've been hated upon. I've been spat upon. I've been kicked in every which way you possibly can. And and I'm done battling like with people, the small, the, that was the other thing that really got me down was the way that the, uh, even though I wasn't even there was the way the convention went, you know, 
just to see like what a misfortune the Republicans will continue to create at every turn. And instead of taking care and finding an opportunity, um, they have a tendency to just, you know, self implode. So why, 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 why is that necessary? You, you know, after we've worked this hard, you know, we had so many impeach MLG signatures that came in and you guys can't even come up with a collective strategy for, you know, taking back the governorship. See, this is how we arrive at this particular place after all this battle. And, and you're going to start attacking, you know, each other. Greg's a good man. It, it, Jay Block just said it, just texted me that stuff. Okay? I was like, Greg is a good man. We do need good people. We need good people. The problem with the world is we don't have good people in good places. And I don't think we have a statewide Republican elected. Is that correct, Dowd? I think. I don't think we have a statewide office. No, not for, statewide. For, no. not, not for a single Republican. There's a reason why, and we have this wonderful opportunity to capitalize on the natural resources, as uh, Greg was saying. And I'm, I'm eager to read uh, Dowd's post uh, as well. Uh, for those of you who have been supporting us uh, through this entire time, you know, we have never raised prices. I've never raised prices on advertising. <laughs> I, literally, I've never even done that. I gave everybody uh, four to five months of reprieve on their bills during COVID, even though I couldn't really afford it. I couldn't really do it. I mean, those are the types of things that I've done and I, and I do. And I care deeply about people and I care deeply about people's businesses. And I care deeply about, you know, this community, this, uh, this city and this, this state. Right? And sometimes I get down, folks. And it's just the way that it is. And I'm very excited about not feeling bad about anything anymore, not feeling guilty, not feeling like I have to carry anything with me. I have, I am a wonderful, wonderful person, believe it or not. I'm not a bad guy and I'm not going to let anybody else make me feel as if I'm that uh, either. And that's just the way that it's going to be going forward. So I'm glad that I'm not involved in politics. <laughs> You know, I really am. So we'll just, uh, we'll leave it right there. So that's me just sharing with you. So the late, latest recent uh, goings on, um, you know, um, I'm going to talk more explicitly about some of my new endeavors uh, when I collect and put all this kind of stuff together um, next week. So I'll talk more about, you know, what I'm doing, my new life, my, my moving forward, you know, trying to do that I can in the midst of all this, you know, hubbub that uh, is some people are calling World War Three. Uh, I'm not. So um, I'm very disappointed in Fox News, by the way. I, I cannot watch it. The whole um, pimping of war pimping that's going on, you know, and this back and forth. If it's getting your attention, time to shut off the tube. The only person that you should be listening to is Tucker over there. There's nobody else. Nobody. You just get on record. Just do that. And you'll be all good to go. So anyway, I love you guys. You guys, you're the best. We have the best audience. And we're very lucky. Dowd's very lucky. Dowd had his best year. <laughs> I did. Last year. You know, to see a smile on his face, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It's it's not all that common. <laughs> Eddie, I, I, you know, I, I, you're, uh, well, I, you know, I don't have to say what I, what I think about you. I mean, we, you and I, uh, I think to some extent have the same, similar problems i mean i i have a major depressive disorder i have bad brain wiring i've, I've had it probably since puberty it sort of kicked in around 11 12 uh you know i've lost years of my life years and years of my life to 
mental illness. Uh, you get a sometimes when you get a high IQ and you can do funny impressions and you have a sort of unique perspective on the world, you you pay for that on, in another way. It's not very pleasant. And the way I cope, and you and I also suffer from caring a lot about the world and wanting, seeing the evil of the world and seeing the failures of man and wanting to, to shift things in a better direction. And I, when I was younger, I didn't have the ability to really cultivate compartmentalization to sort of erect barriers and blockages to the darkness coming in. Uh, and, and when you're not a man of your time, I am not a man of my time. I, I believe in personal responsibility, limited government and capitalism. We don't live in a time where those three things are valued. And I, I understand that I'm not a, a man of my time. And I've, I've talked before about maybe my role is as a preserver of these ideas. I'm not going to be the quarterback who, who get, crosses the, the line and spikes the ball and wins the big game, but that's okay. Cause I was never in popular or popular in high school to begin with, but uh, you, you, those of us who do are, are from this world have to find coping mechanisms. Uh, I think a big, and you've encouraged people in the past that he did this. And I, I can't agree more. Stay away from media. I cut the cord. I don't watch television. Uh, I listen to some narrow podcasts and I read deep dive data things, you know, numbers coming out of the federal government on energy and jobs and the economy and that kind of stuff. I stay away from the pundits and the fake reporters who are not reporters. They're activists. And something we do almost every day, Eddie, is, is call out uh, activists who are disguising themselves as reporters. The new thing in New Mexico, Eddie, I've noticed, maybe get a piece out about next week about this is uh, the, the, the alleged journalists in New Mexico are whining about what about the immunocompromised? These people are being devastated by the governor's sudden decision to drop the mask mandate. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's suggesting as we enter the election season that maybe this is all about politics. Oh, really, wussies? Welcome to our life. Uh, public health as politics for the last two years. Uh, call me uh, not ex exactly sympathetic to your view. We've been living with politics as public health policy for, for two years. Um, it, it's a challenge. The great uh, madman philosopher, maybe the greatest philosopher of all time, uh, Nietzsche said, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares into you. And, and, and those of us who stare into the abyss on a daily basis, it comes right back at us. And we go to some very, very dark, uh, places and it's a it's a challenge. We don't know how to have equally the challenge. Some of it manifests itself in in other ways. But uh, you, know, you you know what I think about you, Mr. Aragon. I don't have to say anything publicly. You you know uh, yeah. what what I've said and what I will continue to say about you you privately. So yeah. um, how do we get through a dark time without letting that dark time destroy you? And and I'm not trying to insult the audience by saying they don't have to bear it the way we have to bear it. But most people right. in America have their families, have their jobs, have their businesses that don't involve trying to save civilization. Uh, it, it's more of a normal and probably a healthier approach to life, supplying a good or a service to people uh, and living and living in that world. You know, we, Eddie and I do this 21 hours a day and, and it can be overwhelming. And uh, if I didn't have my dogs, I didn't have the sunshine of the Southwest every day. And I didn't listen to Adam Carolla's wacky podcast. And I didn't watch an hour of Star Trek every night at 10 o'clock on the Comet channel that's how I cope, but I, but I need to cope. And I, I dare yeah. say a lot of people in our position have to do the same. So, uh, you know, you know me, my brother, you know what I think about you. And, uh, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're just doing what we can with what we have, where we are. It's going to be a hard time. folks. Um, there's no doubt about it. We've talked about the, the war will expand. I'm not going to sit here and 
you know, put sunshine up your ass and say, oh, yeah, this is going to be, you know, great. And uh, we're going to make it through. I, I don't feel that. I don't see that. Um, I'm not optimistic about it. Um, I'm less optimistic because of this insatiable thirst from the left and the drama queens, the drama queen Democrats who are constantly just manufacturing one crisis after another. And, you know, people just want to live their lives. They just want to go to work, come home, you know, maybe, you know, love their families, love their dog, love their, love their life a little bit more. And, and when there's stuff that's happening like this, you, you just, you're just like, what's next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? You know, and there's always another shoe that's dropping and it's unfortunate. And I've stuck my neck out. How do you do it daily uh, as well? Um, but running for things and doing things. And there's a lot of people who uh, try to come down and, and take out people who are trying to do good things and honestly do good things and have been. And you get attacked on a personal level for, for so many things. And, you know, I'm at this point where I'm like, to hell with it. I'm going to do the show the way I want to do the show with Dowd. And we're going to be here to do the show every day as our first commitment and our only commitment that we're doing in politics, period. And folks, you may not like me, uh, for those of you who have to compete against me, but there, at some point, you you loved me, and then you decided you hated me. And this has happened over and over and over. And you finally get to the point where it's like, I've helped so many people. I've helped so many people in radio and in business and, and everything. And it was like, you know, once in a while, I need to help myself too. <laughs> I need to take a step back and say, Hey, you know what? It's time for uh, time for Eddie time, time for me time, time for me to just, you know, I'm another year older. Um, I'm a little bit more fragile. I should, I should say, um, in, in that regard, um, I can rationalize both sides of this equation from the U S and the, the Russian side on this whole entire thing. I think we've helped you see through a lot of things. And in order for us to continue to help you to do that, you know, uh, and sometimes a little silence is good. It's like, where the hell is Eddie and what's happening? Then you realize like how much you miss the show, how much you miss us. We realize how much we miss you. Um, but we also have been attacked. You know, the board blew up. The transmitter blew up. The, the, our FM got attacked last year, uh, two years ago now, I guess is where we are. I mean, we've got the, the scars to show it. And, you know, if there is an EMP attack, uh, we'll be your only voice that's pretty much out here because everybody else will have switched to FM and everything else uh, and needs direct line of sight and, We'll be broadcasting from an underground bunker somewhere, providing vital information to people uh, as we get it. So just kind of leave it right there. We love you guys very much. And thanks, everybody, for, as always, tuning in. I don't know that I can bring in the phone. Let's see. Paul, are you in the Kiva? Yes, Francisco. Oh, Francisco, how are you? I'm good, brother. Look, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Um, I remember the one time you said, you know what? No one's going to save this. We got to do it. You got to get your butt off the couch. And I started getting involved in stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I learned a lot more about politics. It's pretty, na- it's nasty. Um, <laughs> everybody's just so separated, even because um, I've been working with some of these Republican uh, people. And um, yeah, just, it's, there's a lot of separation there. You know, the only way to ever accomplish this thing is we're going to have to work together on this deal, you know? And, um, you know, we've all gone ups and downs, man. They've been, they've been, this has been hard for a lot, a lot of people. So I'm just t- saying to you guys, both you gentlemen, just stick in there because you're purveying, um, 
facts that we need to know. Um, giving us information that no one else will give us. Um, it's just the cross that you guys are going to have to bear. You guys have the knowledge. Um, you're willing to do it. God put you in that position. Why? Who knows, right? Who knows? But, um, you know, I'm supporting you guys. Um, you're not alone on the, on the, the situ the stuff you go through, you know, everybody's, um, a lot of people have gone through some really hard times and, and, um, have felt low, you know, but this radio station and, you know, and talking with people is a way to get through it, you know? Yeah. No, you know? So uh, your platform certainly... is, is, is pretty awesome. You know, just stick in there, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. So thank you, Francisco. You know, if you ever, if you ever think in. that you're not, you know what you are, because there's nothing more important than the truth. That's it. That's there's it. nothing more important. And if we let that just go by, and who knows where we're going to end up. So, yeah. Good so we just, you guys just keep telling us, giving us the facts, you know, we appreciate it. There is people who appreciate it. So, all right. Good and man. I definitely do. So you guys hang in there and, um, let's just go, man. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can get a, a Republican governor here and, and, uh, try to get some good people in there that are going to make positive changes, you know? Yeah. And we Honest can't be people. destroying all of them. That's one of the things that that's, that's happened. That's what I was telling Greg, Greg Zanetti. I was like, yeah, your name isn't getting mentioned. You're like doing this, you know, you're getting hit here, getting hit here. And it's like, it was really just all unnecessary. I told uh, my other friend, Jay, give him a head heads up on some things that were coming his way. You know, I've talked to Rebecca. I said, uh, Rebecca, here's what's coming your way, you know, because you guys got to be able to kind of fight this. And then Mark, you know, I, I think, Doubt if I'm not mistaken, I kind of congratulated Mark for being the, smart, yeah. yep. the smartest guy in the room and yep. handling it the way because he, you know, and then we've talked about Jay McCluskey. I've said, okay, well, he's had a good run of these, you know, uh, city council races and be careful about bashing him right now. Uh, we, we need a Republican uh, of whatever color, of whatever stripes, of whatever, uh, better than what we have in the governor's office right now. So, that's the way that I see it because we just can't keep writing about these losses and keep, keep getting our asses handing to us every time. So when the Republicans attack the other Republicans and I know who they are, I know what was done and they can lie to me, however they want to lie to me about what they did or what they didn't do. I'm fine with it. Um, but the, the thing is, is it all comes out in the wash and I'm seeing that now. And uh, this particular race probably isn't going to go the way that a lot of people think. Uh, there's a lot of things that are happening right now um, and a lot of things that have taken place uh, during this that I think might raise some eyebrows during the uh, during the primary. So I'm, I'm excited to see. And we got Louis Sanchez in the CD1, you know, he kicked ass. Little Louis Sanchez is just over there. Just, you know, hopefully he doesn't mind me saying that, but I, I love him to death. I just, just love the guy. And he's a nice guy. He's a good person. So I'm a big, big fan of uh, Louis as well. Francisco, thanks for calling. Yeah, take care, man. I don't know what he said at the end there, but I was trying to make it out. <laughs> that, that, you know, those, those comments go a long way, Eddie. I mean, I've had, I think I had one email years ago from someone who was reading my column and he was on my distribution list and he said, I, I read everything you write and I click on all the links to check your work and I understand just how much effort goes into what you do. And that, that one email kept me going for three years. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. That's good. Thanks, Francisco. Hey, Eddie and Dow. Thanks for sharing in the deepest level. I was also at the Rudoso, Rudoso convention. Not perfect, but I truly believe we are making progress, but not perfect yet. Please be patient. Continue to communicate your perspective. 
My wife and I are involved with the Republican Party because of you and want to make change for the better. We'll continue to fight for change. Please don't give up on the Republican Party. We are part of that. Giving up on the Republican Party, giving up on us. Have things to overcome, but many of us here are fighting for the 505. That's beautiful. I think that's great. I'm not giving up. I'm just uh, letting them know that where improvement needs to be. So, <clears throat> Hell of a time right now, and I will celebrate one year, six months of sobriety tomorrow. Not been easy, especially in our lives as the very now and when I'm alone. Feels good to talk about it, and I pray. I pray for you and yours each night, Eddie. Stay strong. You are so loved. So I'm not going to be able to read these. Cause... <laughs> I think I got some dust in my eye. <laughs> you can't read it. <clears throat> the cross and his blood, he died to give us his love, cannot be understood, but how great thou art. He will still have his trials and tribulations. Peace be with you. Yep, thank you for the rock of talk. It helps me. Thank you. That's from Therese. Therese is sweet. Wow. Let's see. Good to hear you back on. You're in my prayers. Good for what ails you. We go to Legacy Rio Rancho, 1045. Just got back into town. Working on credentials for new locum. Awesome. Catching up with my parents and my sister. See, that's that's the those are the texts you want to hear. People like getting getting on with their lives. Like not war. Dear Eddie, we're lucky and <laughs> see, I'm really not gonna be just dear Eddie, we're blessed and lucky to have you. I love you like a son, and I would be lost without you and your radio station. That's from Pat Los Chavez. Bear with me. Eddie, we've got your back. You and Dowd. Michael. That's our I haven't heard from Michael. I love hearing from him. Only a real man can admit. <laughs> I guess I'm sitting down now. Jeez. <laughs> First time, folks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess I'm actually gonna sit down and do the show. I never I produce the show. I not produce. I put together uh, the show with Dowd and then you know Dowd does a lot of the, the stuff, but I do my own board work and all the other stuff. It's all us. So only a real man can admit his faults. I quit drinking three years ago. It was destroying my life. Yes, it will destroy everything. It will absolutely destroy everything. Alcoholism runs in families. I've never had a DUI or been arrested. I drank at home and alone. Yes, that's the worst kind right there. Home and alone. Drinking by yourself. The worst. It wasn't until I did a deep dive and did a self-analysis that I understand why I drink. I know exactly why I drink. I can tell you without question exactly what triggers I understand why I drank. Semi-abusive parents were at the core. I was mean, drunk sometimes. Stay strong. Everything goes back. Everything goes back to your childhood. Trust me. Everything goes back to how you were raised. <coughs> um, only real men allow their voice to crack. <laughs> Jeez. All right. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even, don't even sound the same. Uh, hey, it's me again. Uh, but I just heard what Dowd had to say, and he is way up there, right there with you. Your crew with Rudy and all the people that work with you are all great. And we need to tell you that. So because to hear it, so you all keep keeping on lots of love. Wow. Nice. Oh, Nat says, we love you, Eddie. Anyway, we can help. Just let us know. That's the, they're the best the best family hmm. you know 
I mean, I had to, when I was dealing with that whole, um, you know, her and then Rebecca or Becca, whatever her name is. Um, and they were having their little, I mean, it took me like, you know, cause I never take sides on anything. I'm like, I got to figure kind of this thing out. I don't want to get in the middle and I want to value everybody and all this. And I, Natalie's a champ, mm. her and her husband, they do a great show. I don't always get to listen to it. It's the uh, Liberty lovers. And, uh, I just got to say, I just, I think the world of that woman, she is really awesome. And, and the kids, Eddie, are fantastic. I got to meet them this summer, all 1,600 of them. I, I, no, just six. Just six. Just six. <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you when it comes to alcohol, Eddie. I love you, my brother. Thanks for what you do for this community. That's from Will. Thanks, Will. Appreciate that. Um, you guys mean so much to me. <laughs> Frank from Arenal in La Vega. I'm in the Bosque, bro. I love him. That's what I miss. Miss it doesn't. You don't really want to do those kind of things right now with what's happening. Um, you were very honest, Eddie. That triggers many, if not most people. That is actually what one of the reasons. Um, they will be intimidated by you. I don't try to intimidate people, but I am like 6'4", 254. You know, so there you go. It will help others. Foxes with the globalist. I have haven't watched them in years. Only Tucker on YouTube. I don't have cable. There you go. That's that. There you go. Tips, tips. Uh, in time soon, natural gas will be considered harmful to the planet. The goal is to have everything electric to connect to the grid. Ultimate five whiz. All appliances will have to be electric by law. Those that follow yep. Jesus Christ will be hated. Join the crowd. Uh, and the person leading the fight on that forced uh, appliance into electricity, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that would be your senior senator, Martin Heinrich. Wow. Uh, and you take all the time you want. The shows you play are very good when you're gone. So no problem here. We just all about had it. And you know what? It's so unnecessary. The suffering that people have to go through and we'll be going. Happy belated birthday. Keep celebrating. You deserve it. Thank you for all you do. I feel you, Eddie. I've had to purge myself from all the ugliness in this world. Besides, it's mostly been fake news that we are getting upset over. You're in my prayers. Thank you. That's wonderful. Um, oh, here, here's, she wrote longer. With all of the media manipulation carrying out the Democrat propaganda, it's difficult to know what is true. After all, the pandemic turned out to be real when the media reported fake news. To make matters worse, I saw the movie Wag the Dog. It was about a president whose poll numbers were tanking just like Biden. As a result, they created a fake war to make a president of a hero to the public. Lots of confusion, which seems to be the Democrats' normal way of operating. It's scary to have Biden leading our country when he has a conflict of interest in Ukraine and China. This should have never been, this should never have happened. Obama was caught on the mic telling one of Putin's operatives to let him know that I can't do anything until I'm out of office. China leader met with Putin to organize prior to Ukraine invasion. Xi Jinping then met with North Korean leader again to organize. Kim Jong-un then launches some nukes all while Biden was sitting back. Then he tells, we the people, he slapped sanctions on Russia. But we are still making payments for gas. Basically, we've paid for this mess in Europe. I'm not for Putin. He's no angel, but wondering if he's being set up because he isn't a globalist. Wow. Insightful. Mm -hmm. God bless you, Eddie. Love and prayers. That's from Anne. Earlier shows, I said that's the man for governor to come election time. Republican diluted with candidates for governor, but gruesome will have 100% Democrat turnout. No hopes Republicans will lose. Oh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, tell Greg, thanks. Greg would make a great governor if he is running. Oh, Rumby always. Okay, anyway. Um, Let's see. I said, no, you're blathering lies from your crew. And she says, I will swear on a stack of Bible. So you know, someone's lying 
when they tell you that they're going to swear on a stack of Bibles. Should raise the eyebrow. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me go get a Bible and we swear on it or swear on your kids. Right? I don't have a crew. Yeah, you do. They're all about that. Totally understand it. The question cannot be answered on air. There you go. Got a lot more text. Uh, grab your big book and follow me. When the going gets tough, the drunks get going. From a real alcoholic, grab your big book. <laughs> that's good. I like that, Scott. That's uh, good stuff. It's, uh, he is one. Um, and he's the one who taught me, um, like, once you are one, you can never not be one. You are it. It's a disease. Um, what if you have Zanetti and Steve Pierce together to get the party behind him? What about Hannity? Like, I can't do that. We'd be lost without you and Eddie. And we love you and Dowd. Thank you for all your hard work. Wonderful. Oh, we got a few phone calls here. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie. Well, I haven't heard your voice in forever, John. How are you doing? You there? Caller? Oh, me? Yeah, that's Hello? you. Hello? Yeah, who's this? No, this is Frank, Eddie. Oh, Frank. Uh, Frank from La Vega and Adenal. There we are. How are you? No, 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 different Frank. I've been listening to you since as far back as 17, but, uh, okay. you know, your show tonight, you, you really, you really touched an edge in me and my best friend where we are, you know, sharpening our knives, making them, making them ready for going hunting. But the thing is, you know, we all, especially us veterans, both me, and my, my bro are vets. We actually came up with something of a cure for depression. Can you give me a minute? Yeah. Take your time. I mean, you got the floor. Absolutely. We'd love to hear it. Basically, my friends to the VA, we all have, uh, you know, gone through one type of uh, battle scenario or something, you know, some form of PTSD. But a lot of that also came from childhood, things we were exposed to. So at any rate, one of my friends came up with a great philosophy, philosophy here. We find the most ghetto Walmart there is. We're depressed. We take, we time ourselves for a half hour. We walk through. When we come out, we are dying laughing. That actually does work. You would be surprised. No, I'm I'm sure it does work. Yeah. Uh, in in this case, you might beseech the one up the look at the one uh, Central San Mateo because that is a zoo. Yeah, that's that's the go-to, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. Have you noticed? Is. Have you now, noticed the people who are ill-informed? And I don't mean it's kind of weird. They're like of a particular persuasion as well. Have you noticed like they, and I go to the mall. I went to the mall this past weekend, had a wonderful weekend, you know, with the kids and everything. And have you noticed that the, the types of people that wear masks all the time, they're not people who ever read a paper, ever watch TV, ever uh, get anywhere seemingly informed decisions. They're just doing it. They almost see it as like a fashion statement. You have all these idiots running around the mall wearing masks. So it's gotta be the same as, as, uh, as Walmart. We were seeing the same thing over at the, uh, that very Walmart that I mentioned. Okay. But there you go. The, the bottom line is when you, when you, when you ask them, Hey, you do know that uh, the tyrant has lifted the mandate. They'll just look at you and then they'll go back to the phone to look it up because that's how they're getting their stuff. Yeah. They're letting media dictate to them what to do instead of picking up a paper, yeah. instead of more importantly, listening to a show like yours. Yeah. They just, they just do that. Speaking of humor, I don't know which way you take back when, uh, when you're done with your show, but uh, when you, um, you know what happened this last weekend regarding the convention center? No, what happened? 
Oh, God. Oh, brother, you would have loved it. <laughs> Friday, we noticed we my, my veteran bro and I were out bike riding. We come back to my place a lot, a lot. I live here in those little studios right here in the corner of uh, Lomas and the Second. Convention Center, they had the regional Mountain West Indoor Track and Field uh, Regional Championships before the NCAA Championship. Oh, okay. That, what happened? Yeah, well, well, if you're coming from downtown, like my way, heading north, uh, that would be in the uh, convention center on the right, okay. the, the east side. Okay, The west side convention center, guess what they had Saturday morning? The Lucky Leaf Pot Expo and Pot Smoking Championship. Only in Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually called in because I was listening to Jay Bird and Natalie, so I called in and told him what I was seeing. And uh, there was a couple times, like there was a um, four, yeah, four female athletes from Colorado State. They decided they wanted to run, you know, to stay warmed up for their event. They wanted to run. There was one black male, one white male they were running with. That smoke was drifting across the street from the west to the east. And those athletes started yelling at the potheads. And for a while, I thought something was going to happen. But the cops were right around the corner from the convention center on the east side, mind you. No surprise as to why. And they had to come out, you know, with their masks on and kind of like break everything. That happened more than one time with several different athletes complaining that that smoke was coming their way. Was there any reporting on this at all? The only reporting that I'm aware of was when I called into Jay Bird and Natalie's show. I mean, it, it was just, it, 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 it was. The, it, it the was culture here is just the worst in so many ways. We've allowed it to just be completely ruined. And we had, we had, we had the best culture around. I mean, that was one of the main attractions to, to Albuquerque was, uh, you know, <laughs> the culture, the diversity and all the various things. And we, now we just kind of trying to achieve this lowest common denominator of, you know, everything is all okay. If it feels good, if it, if, if we're doing, we're going to legalize it. And, it's it's ruining life because um, that's no easy sell for the University of New Mexico or the city of Albuquerque to get an indoor track championship at altitude um, and get them here. That, I guarantee that won't happen again. They won't come back. Well, if if uh, the track, I would think if the track championships or regionals rather that they held are to be in Albuquerque, the other schools, if something like that happens again, they're going to bring that up and maybe they'll hold it. They'll hold it in Boise. Yeah, I'm sure somewhere else, uh, you know, uh, I, for the longest time, uh, I know that we have our indoor, uh, track, uh, place here and there's, you know, like ASU feeds here. I know Texas feeds here, uh, Colorado feeds here and some California, they come here and they train because they're training at altitude and it's indoor. So it's a, it's kind of a big deal, but yeah, that won't be happening if, uh, wind, pardon the pun here, wind, if they catch wind that, that, that type of thing is happening. Well, I was just surprised that the people that run the convention center, if they knew they had something, you know, a healthy event, like their you know, track and field, mm-hmm. why they would just rent out the other side to uh, a, a freaking pothead event. Well, they only have, but, here's the, here's the thing. They have, uh, that's two, what, 25, maybe 30% occupancy over there. So they're going to sell to whoever is there. In, in and, a good month, Eddie, in a good month. <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, I, I know it's ridiculously low, so... You know, anybody can go get space there for any reason, and they're just happy to go ahead and put money in the coffers however they possibly can to fill it. 
because there are no attractions downtown. I mean, if you're downtown, um, no restaurants are open, nothing's going on down there. If there is anything going on uh, down there, well, you'll have heard about it because it'll be on the news Sunday morning, Saturday morning uh, for whatever happened the previous night. No, you know, besides taco trucks, there's no place to eat down. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's nothing there, and I love downtown. I'm a I'm a downtown type of guy. That's the kind of thing I like to do. And there's nothing there. There's no attractions for young people to. Oh, it's a great point. rated number one place to make movies. People are in movie movie industry movie. It's like, oh, where are they living? You know, there's no downtown elements actually, you know, live. Would we have done better with a soccer stadium? Yeah. If it would want to be privately uh, financed, that would have been good. Um, but why would we risk the money of, you know, the citizens of Albuquerque uh, to go ahead and get on this endeavor that we know will that will inevitably fail for a, for a soccer league that's only been around, what, 10, 11, 12 years, and that's about to have their first game of the season um, on the uh, third anniversary of the start of COVID. So, uh there you go. We'll be paying attention to all that. Frank, great call. Thanks. Any more, any more information? Anything else you want to share? I just want to say one thing. I mean, you know, we are all, I'm a conservative as well. We're, we're all depressed about what happened back in 2020, but you know, 24 is coming around and come on. I mean, anybody who listens to hair Biden off automatically knows everything that's coming out as a lie. Let's face the truth. This guy was installed like a toilet on a commercial job. Okay. Good one. Frank. Two more years of this done. Out, done. We got to unite together. I'm a DeSantis guy. I'm just going to let you know. I am a total DeSantis guy. I think uh, Trump, they're just never, Trump is just going to keep trying to Trump. And, you know, I I think even now he's having rallies, if I'm not mistaken. He's having rallies in the midst of all this stuff, talking about how bad of, we don't need Trump to have rallies to tell us how bad of a job Biden's doing and how much better of a president he would have been. What we needed Trump to do was to be, the day he left the job, you know, create a media empire of his own, get out some new information and then attack, attack, attack. Heck, if 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 uh, these other guys can create all these channels and do all these things, why couldn't Trump have done that? And that's what made exactly. Trump strong. What made Trump strong is we were familiar with him. He was a household name. We liked his, his persona, his his figure. Uh, we, we like what he represented. Uh, we got behind it. And then it's just like he just disappeared. The whole thing just completely disappeared. Where did he go? What did he do? What has he done? Nothing. Well, let's face it. The media, you know, the the partial media went ahead and took him off too. Well, no, but he, I, he I, just needs to create his I own media. What he should do? I think what he should do if he really wants to be a team player, let him run for a house seat in Florida. There you go. And there would be no greater gift than to hold out his hand and have Pelosi give the gavel to him. <laughs> what a smack in the face that would be. Yeah, and we've been saying that for how long, Dowd? That that's what he needs oh, to yeah. do. Yeah. And he needs to take whatever money that he's been raising and hand it out to everybody else that's out there. You got to get in the trenches. You got to get into the fight. And having rallies, and we're, we're way past that time. We're way past all that. And, no, and even if you are showing up to these rallies and going to these rallies, you know, good for you. The spirit still lives in you, but there's so many other things that we could be doing right now. And we do have to take back the House. We do have to take back the Senate. Um, And, you know, I don't know that we're prepared to go ahead and do that right now where where it stands. Thanks, Frank. Well, maybe people people open their eyes and see the damage that has been incurred upon them. Because when you go into someone's wallet, you really are messing with their lives. Yep. 
You absolutely are. Frank's got a great voice. He's got like a Jack voice, don't you? <laughs> like, like a little gravel in there. It's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, Dad. What what else are you serving up here? Six oh eight uh, here in the Kiva. You're welcome to call or text in. Let's see. We've got a couple of texts. Uh, listening to you today, De- Eddie. I don't feel alone. That's good. See, you are you're downtown Eddie Brown. That's hilarious. That's a bad <laughs> joke. Everything goes back to your childhood. Everyone listening knows this is true. This is why our children are our only priority. The next generation must save us because no one man. There you go. No one man can. Thank you. Indeed. Finally, somebody said it. All right. What what else you got, Dowd? What else I got? Uh, I think uh, we could talk a little bit about <sighs> speaking of crazy culture, crazy public policy. Uh, we wrapped up Black History Month a couple days ago, and I, uh, I, I, I put up on a, the uh, culmination of that. Yeah, I, I put up a, a piece, and uh, I, I probably kind of stuck my neck out there. I'm sure I'll be called every name in the book, or I've already been called every name in the book. But uh, I, I did it. What's that? Let me read it. Okay. Can I read it to our audience? Go for it. Yeah, I, I I stand by every word, no matter who is offended, Eddie. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it in? Can I? Can you? Can you stick it in our uh, notebook real quick? Is probably oh yeah yeah to... yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's just rockettalk.chat. You can see a picture of uh, an, an is it open for all to, to see? It's got, uh, got my name. Let me clip it for you. Uh, let's hope see. I'm signed in here. And I have one of my favorite characters from South Park uh, right up at the top. So uh, <laughs> to, to make Kyle it even more offensive. <laughs> Hartman. Oh, he's great. He said he doesn't know what it's like to be black people. I'm Mr. Black People. That was like, <laughs> The greatest, <laughs> the greatest Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire line. Uh, let's see. What uh, just uh, quickly, Eddie, is before before you get to it though. Uh, I, I, I won't speak for the Rock of Talk. I don't own the Rock of Talk, but I certainly would like to express our condolences to the family of the the officer who was killed in Santa Fe uh, in the in the crash yesterday. Obviously, um, there was a uh, in addition to the officer, it was a retired firefighter. I understand it from. Uh, Las Vegas, uh, Nevada officer uh, Robert Duran was was killed in this horrific incident. Uh, they, I'll give Santa Fe, the government of Santa Fe, credit. They did issue a statement today. It'll be in the uh, it'll be in the uh, Daily Blast tomorrow. Officer Duran was well respected and loved by his peers. Uh, our condolences are with the family. Uh, he, let's see, he had uh, he was married. Actually, came to law enforcement a little later in life. Uh, joined the department as a cadet in January 2015. Uh, he was 43 years of age, so he was well into his 30s when he was uh, got involved. He was married, had two teenage sons. Uh, the family has set up a GoFundMe account for anyone interested in assisting government being government. They claim to have a link to the GoFundMe account, and then they did not provide the link. Uh, I'm going to search for that uh, for the show notes and for uh, the Daily Blast tomorrow. So of course, uh, for, for what it's worth, uh, we just wanted to make note of that. Uh, uh, another member of the law enforcement community uh, died as a result of violence. Uh, this this guy who has been accused of kidnapping, I can check the, the website right now, the Santa Fe New Mexican newspaper to see if there's any updates. Uh, I guess no updates on whether they've apprehended the perp or not. So uh, another, officer lost to violence uh, in our country we've really gone through a real great stretch the last couple of years uh, making war on the men and women in the police departments uh, of our country but uh, sad sad to know but i just didn't want to let that go eddie without uh, you know yeah, mentioning you. i'm sure everyone in the audience uh, agrees with our uh, expression of condolences to anyone who knew or was related to the officer 
Here it is. The darkest side of identity politics. Um, let me see if I can. I'm going to log in to here. This is good. Is it full? Oh, yeah. Start trial. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, I was just reading the uh, the Milan Seminovich. Uh, he basically said what I said word for word. He, he, I, you noticed that, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I just read this whole thing, and he basically took what I said and then turned it into an article. Yep. Is that, is that yep. about right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's only. nice that we are uh, material and show prep for all other sources of media in New, in New Mexico, that's, Eddie. That's, that's <laughs> incredible. Let's, let's go through some of the other headlines, and we'll uh, if you could copy and paste the entire uh, article. It only oh, okay. Yep. If you don't mind, because I can't. I don't want to log in at the same time as, as you. CNN's own heavily Democratic poll gave Biden lowest, very positive State of the Union response in 15 years. The tide did not turn tonight. After Biden's speech, CNN political director David Shilin revealed the results from CNN's post State of the Union poll and explained why the poll signals bad news for Biden. This is the poll of people who watched the speech. What's important to note is that the people who watched the president give a State of the Union tend to be more supportive of that president or in the president's party. So our survey tonight speech watchers is about 11 points more democratic as a body of people than were polled overall in the population of America. So here's the numbers, folks. Despite the overwhelming Democrat bias in the pool of respondents, 41% of people polled say had a very positive reaction to Biden's speech. 41%. 29% said they were somewhat positive, and 29% uh, said they had a negative reaction. The greatest State of the Union speech, of course, was uh, the one where Rush Limbaugh attended and uh, where Nancy Pelosi tore up the script. Uh, that was there, which was uh, also very interesting. But I got to tell you, I got particularly dark um, watching that. I We played it. I tried to hang in there. I got to tell you, it was, um, it was tough. Uh, New Mexico's pre-primary conventions don't matter a whit. That's exactly what I said, right? Um, and then this Milan Simovich, uh, Sinovich, uh, whatever. Uh, Lee's number of Steve Pierce flexes ineptitude during a pointless exercise. It really is. You don't really get anything out except you show how completely inept the actual participants in the party can be. And really, you know, on a day when everything is supposed to be executing itself to perfection, uh, we failed yet uh, once again. So there you go. DeSantis tells students they can take off their masks, fumes over COVID theater in viral video. Good. It is all COVID theater. Governor Ron DeSantis fuming over COVID theater and telling high school students they can remove their masks has gone viral in the clip, which has already been viewed millions of times. Obviously, annoyed DeSantis seen approaching a podium where a group of mass students are standing in the backdrop of the camera shot. You don't have to wear those masks. See, and that's, you know, everywhere I go, that's what I say. Don't, let me see your face. Take off your mask. Please, please stop. People get really offended. Well, Eddie, they are, you know, the media wants to portray him as attacking these kids. I've watched the video a couple of times. I'd say he's a little gruff, but I think it's born out of frustration. I don't think he was particularly mean uh, to the children. Uh, we, we've all been living with this nonsense for two years. City and Compassion Services, Dowd, team up to enhance resources for, uh, I guess, no longer homeless population. They are the unhoused population. Uh, wow. That's, that's the way the city of Albuquerque is re referring to the homeless people. If you just change it, and you don't say homeless anymore, and you just call them unhoused. Uh, there it is. Uh, tell us about some of the upgrades there, Dowd. Uh, yeah, apparently a single stall portable showers are now available 
for, of course, unhoused Thank neighbors. You. I think our sheriff in the county here calls them people in crisis, if I remember from the oh, yeah, campaign. Right. So he, okay. he didn't go all in on unhoused. He went people in crisis. Yeah. Uh, but, but the showers are just the latest development uh, in partnership at the uh, shelter, the Compassion Services Center. Uh, multiple city departments and community partners have been collaborating to increase services. Uh, the Family and Community Services Department partnered uh, oh. with the city to provide uh, funding for the center's day shelter. Oh. The contract uh, received additional funding, of course, what got to be federal if this is New Mexico, uh, to help provide overnight emergency shelter for up to 30 people at a time. In addition, they're working with United Way to provide a tent for a safe outdoor space. Oh. And the uh, department, uh, planning department and fire marshal are working together to waive permits. They'll waive permits for the homeless. They won't won't waive permits if you want to start a business uh, and ensure safety of occupants in the tent. So making Albuquerque more hospitable to hardcore drug addicts and people with severe mental illness. That's a great way to uh, help our city. I would say. I noticed they are uh, incorporating the use of the word tent uh, uh, quite explicitly. That's a good thing, huh? Okay. Yeah. I remember as a mayoral candidate who was talking a lot about Hmm. Uh, And uh, just at the bottom here of the the news release, Eddie, just as I hadn't read that far, uh, Hmm. indeed, my suspicions were correct. Uh, All of this was purchased through, you guessed it, funding from the CARES Act, uh, federal dollars from the uh, $30 trillion insolvent federal government. Uh, There we go. Truly insolvent. Let's see. uh, Lujan Murphy introduced legislation to combat health misinformation, prepare for future public health emergencies. This is how you know that they're uh, coming, Ben Ray Lujan. So is he out of the uh, hospital? Uh, uh, he issued a press release today saying he's back to his uh, full slate of work uh, here. Wow. Uh, not here, but of course in Washington, representing, I mean, a, a true representative of the people of New Mexico. Uh, ben Ray wants to establish, let's see, the Public Health Information and Communications Advisory Committee. Uh, I guess, you know, eventually the Rock of Talk will come before all these boards. Uh, they yes, want to issue will. awards. We'll interrogate uh, Eddie Aragon and Dodd Muska. All, all we've been doing, you know. Dr. X, all that data he's been providing us for two years, uh, issue awards to develop evidence-based initiatives to educate the public and promote mm. fact-based public health and medical science. They only want $45 million for the upfront costs of the advisory committee. So, yeah, couch cushion change, really. Senator Lujan says it's an absolute honor to be back as he returns to the U.S. Senate, they did a, a, a red carpet rollout. But was there any hard questions about why does a man your age have a stroke uh, or stroke out? Uh, and did you take the um, you know, <laughs> did you take the vax? Which you know how vaxed are you? So you no, know, you get all the fluff that you will uh, normally get. So no doubt that that played into it because otherwise we'd probably just say that it was I don't know bad health, right? Voters complain of, whoa, harassment and intimidation by a group that says it's auditing the 2020 election. Of course they do. That's what you have to do. You have to play the victim. Among their bullet points, who you vote for on your ballot is secret. You are not required to participate in this so-called audit, provide any information unless you choose to do so. TikTok video of the encounter between Otero County voter and members of the group called Nuevo New Mexico Audit Force triggered a flood of calls with questions and complaints. Secretary of State's office, the audit force, doubt, there it is, offices of the Attorney General, Lieutenant Governor, Toulouse Oliver, you will not contest these election results. What are you, anti-American? You don't believe that Joe Biden won? Like, no, we don't. We, we don't. But there it is. You got to go county by county now. 
and let's uh, see if they can get it done. So I'm I'm interested to see how that's gonna uh, how that's gonna come out. It looks like they're they're making some waves. Well, I mean, if Maggie and Hector are on it, I'm sure they're gonna really hmm. you know fight for citizens' rights. An article here on how the how could the pandemic have affected your brain? How how didn't it affect your brain? It affected every single part of it. Your fight or flight response has been reduced to nothing. You no longer think you have to go out and go make money, right? Uh, so your your unwillingness to work is has been increased. There's no doubt about that. Um, God, um, the way that you uh, have increased your level of fear, right? I would say that another thing that would go. That's that, oh, that's not that's not balanced. Scientists think people who haven't had COVID are also suffering from increased tiredness, impaired decision making, and a lack of focus due to the pandemic. What? If I haven't had COVID, I'm suffering from increased tiredness. Is that correct? <laughs> impaired decision making because I didn't have COVID? What kind of rationality is that? I, I want COVID now. Lots of researchers looked at the effect of COVID infection on the brain, but actually we know that living in a pandemic more generally really has had an impact on our brain function and brain health. So there you go. A uh, woman or man, I don't know, uh, Sanan Kabal said he was hesitant to hug his mom during the pandemic as the 22-year-old cystic fibrosis shielded to protect himself, of course. Uh, his anxiety levels were sky high when his care services were withdrawn during the first lockdown uh, because you didn't get the shot down. Uh, Sanan was not able to uh, uh, relieve his anxiety. He said he felt like he had a ton of bricks on his shoulders with nowhere to escape as he tried to avoid getting COVID. Yeah, was, COVID was everywhere. Yes, it was on the TV. It was, you know, it was in your brain. That's really how it affected you. Shopping centers were empty at the start of the pandemic. I do feel more fatigued, he says. I do feel more, more anxious. I do feel myself questioning or even triple questioning my decisions at this point. Sanan, whose condition affects his mobility, remembers being glued to the television when COVID hit the UK, trying to understand the restrictions and statistics. Well, you could be glued there all you want. You got nothing but propaganda the entire time, just like the Ukrainian war doubt. Uh, you know, I got to credit my sister for sending me this article from the BBC this morning when I woke up, uh, since they're seven hours ahead. I often have a lot of items on my to-do list for my sister in Scotland. Uh, this is a two years into this. We were talking about this almost at the start, Eddie, the unintended consequences of this, the fact that you just can't, socioeconomically shut down a society and not have very nasty consequences for people who uh, don't end up with the germ. I love this story later on about Abby Wright, 27 years old, lost her job uh, at an insurance company. Uh, the uncertainty was just awful and you couldn't see the end. I felt like my memory is gone, was gone. Brain fog has been a definite big thing for me, forgetting words to use in a yeah. sentence. Again, these are people who never got it. Uh, she was diagnosed as a terrible time to be diagnosed with a mental disorder, but diagnosed with borderline personality disorder in October 2019, uh, and just that's months like before the pandemic. of the world. Well, yeah, now they've, they've induced it on a lot of us. Uh, and the uncertainty meant she stopped, and here, here again, we talked about this. She stopped doing the things that would normally help her. I love going to the cinema. I love going to concerts. That's a big part of my life. All of that was off the table. Uh, behavioral neuroscientist Dr. Emma Yanell, known as Pandemic Rain. Uh, the really interesting thing about it is that different people oh. have different experiences. Oh. We know people who have experienced chronic stress or chronic anxiety see changes uh, to their brain in the parts that are involved in decision-making and attention. 
boy, BBC, you might have been able to help out the people in the UK if you had started reporting on this back in the early weeks when some responsible people were raising concerns about this all over the damn planet. But uh, I guess two years in, eh, now nah, we'll finally get around to it. Unreal. All right. Uh, let's see. I got to get this. The darkest side of identity politics. <clears throat> a postmortem on New Mexico's Black History Month. This is brilliant, Dow. <laughs> oh my God! I'm gonna love. I can already tell you, I'm gonna love this. I can. I can feel it. There's. Uh, there's token uh, from South Park. Albuquerque High School's Black Student Union invited all who seek to be quote contributing members of a diverse, changing world with respect and appreciation for the uniqueness of others. Yes, only if you if you seek that, you were there to join Contrib- contributing members of a diverse changing world with respect and appreciation for the uniqueness of others. Oh, wow. This is already thick at Eastern New Mexico university. The theme was black health and wellness. The university of New Mexico's department of anthropology and linguistics, by the way, uh, the thing is like one of the only linguistic uh, uh, offerings in the country celebrated with a website page full of resources that include the history of Black History Month, Black Scholar Biographies, the African-American community at UNM, events, videos, research, and more. Visit Albuquerque, of course, put together a guide to make it easy to find, oh, wow, what to eat, what to see, and where to go to support Black entrepreneurs, organizations, and artists while you're in the Duke City. That's crazy wow way to go visit albuquerque totally like marginalize the rest of the other offerings that are out there because particularly this month because it's black history month we're only going to support the black entrepreneurs where to go what to see what to eat wonder how that would have gone if they'd said here's how to support white businesses in the city. Oh, right. <laughs> they don't see the they don't see the racism in reverse like you're literally making sure that people are only offered black entrepreneurs and companies and both the New Mexico state and university of art museum and the Albuquerque museum held exhibits. Of course they did for a state with over five times fewer folks of African ancestry than the nation. New Mexico sure did go big with black history month in 2022. And as was the case from coast to coast, much of the content content was benign. Much of it, unfortunately was not tokenism. Oh, was one of the ugliest manifestations. Holloman Air Force Base. Oh, you had to have seen these articles. Those Something. articles that you sent me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the feet. We, <laughs> we have a black guy. We have a black guy. We have a black woman. Appalling. You know. <laughs> Holloman Air Force Base trotted out four of its black airmen for virtue signaling purposes with a PR flag. I'm glad they had a newspaper to tell somebody that, that these are black people. Uh, Sergeant Zachariah Gandhi, full name. Claiming diversity is the backbone of the Air Force. Really? Most people would, would not have guessed planes, bombs, missiles, and satellites. <laughs> Down. Not to be outdone, Los Alamos National Laboratory. By the way, Los Alamos is dead. I was there Sunday. The whole the city is dead. city is dead. Oh. It is dead. You, like, nobody. The only person I ran into was some guy that was, I'm not even kidding, in front of the U.S. post office that didn't have a U.S. post office drop box. And was speaking Chinese to a woman I would have thought would have been his mother, but he was carting around like a two-year-old. I'm like, I got to get out of here. I'm out. I, 
I was telling my kids, look, I grew up across the street, Ashley Pond, all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, there's this conversation taking place with, you know, this. Anyway, uh, I, I digress. Uh, not to be outdone, Los Alamos National Laboratory penned a 1,500-word piece on James Bearfield, a distinguished photochemist, oh, a smart black man, and photophysicist in the chemical. See, black people can be smart too, Dowd. Yeah, yeah. Los Alamos National uh, Lab is letting you know. Absolutely. You know, that doesn't, that's not insulting to all black people, is it? In any way, shape, or form? Well, we're just going to trot it out. In the Chemical Diagnostics and Engineering Group, in his 40-year career, the scientist's accomplishments have been impressive and worthy of a profile anytime, not just Black History Month, but it was Black History Month, and Bearfield is black. So, <laughs> <laughs> act accordingly. <laughs> okay, so here we go. The New Mexico State... Uh, New Mexico State University Black Student Association in collaboration with Black Programs, DAC, and NMSU Libraries. Back to Black, building leadership, advocacy, community, and knowledge. They're always doing this. In the, uh, I, isn't that the whole purpose of the university, like to build leadership, advocacy, community, and knowledge? Or is it just, just Black, oh yeah, just Black history now, yeah. In the area of St. George of Fentanyl, militancy was predictable, and it came from predictable places. UNM's Division for Equity and Inclusion put a diversity dialogue featuring the work dismantling constructs of whiteness in higher education. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, they did. <laughs> dismantling constructs of whiteness in higher education? They had a symposium on this? Wish I could have been there. <laughs> Someone have that recorded. I want to play that. Just for everybody. So you can see how ignorant these people are. Narratives of resistance from the academy. What does that resistance, even mean? Resistance. Narratives. Down south, the month kicked off with a virtual discussion of <laughs> black pedagogy uh, by our very own esteemed faculty member. Uh, and on this campus, the Donana Community College said New Mexico Black Programs Intern Director Kimberly York. The educrat wailed about microaggressions that we all face as people of color. Oh my God. And demanded to hold people accountable in changing the narrative. They were able to create a whole slew of, of victims, more victims. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, doubling down on victimization, Associate Provost Patrick Turner claimed that New Mexico State University needs socially responsible trauma informed pedagogy, including a robust social environment and a robust learning environment, particularly since the pandemic has ravaged. Oh my gosh. Yep. The pandemic is the most racist thing ever. That damn germ. It you really know, went, it just I saw everything in color terms, always. I mean, <laughs> that's not unlike saying, you know, certain types of, uh, of people uh, have certain types of ailments. I mean, you've called that racist since the pandemic has ravaged our communities of color. Cultural Marxists have always understood uh, what their proponents were far too late to realize. Get them while they're young. And while the unanimous passage of 2021's Black Education Act legislation that created a Black Education Advisory Council and Black Education Liaison tasked with combating discrimination and racism in public school system, including creating and sustaining equitable and culturally responsive learning environments. See, you're, you're already completely consumed by that. The toxicity of New Mexico's identity politics will only worsen. Every I Republican voted for that bill, ladies and gentlemen. Every single one. Republican. Mm, they're Republicans. Can you imagine, like, the first, uh, what was it, the first nine uh, congressmen who went to Washington, D.C.? Yeah, that were black. They're also Republican. <laughs> Racism goes both ways, folks. Like, you don't have to go ahead and virtue signal. Like, 
treating people uh, by some of their parts, either by color or things that they cannot change about themselves, is in and of itself racist. Ironically, on the day after Black History Day ended, New Mexico exhibited what is unquestionably evidence of the state's intersectional bigotry. Barbara Jordan, the first black woman to run for mayor of Rio Rancho and a frequent keynote speaker at BLM events, was trounced by the city's white mailing coven. <laughs> how bad? What, what a way to end Black History Month, really. No, that's not that, how. And Barbara Jordan, we used to have a, a congresswoman. That's first right. Black female. She was born on my birthday. Um, decades I ago. Think, I think I would have liked the original Barbara Jordan more. <laughs> yeah. Decades ago, civil rights activist Ward Connolly declared that it was high time that those who are obsessed with color accept this fact. We can't use race to get beyond race. If 2022 Black History Month is any indication, the land of enchantment won't get beyond race for a very long time to come. There it is, Dowd. Um, you guys also didn't vote for the first black mayor. Hello, to the city of Albuquerque. Good point. If you search the most searched thing for me, what was let's see? Um, Eddie Aragon mayor. Person that comes up. Not even kidding. It has to be. Eddie Aragon <laughs> on the record. We, we got to listen to this. Dude, like, has to be. Go to um, our final segment of questions before we get to closing. By the way, this is from the New Mexico Black Voters Collaborative. I believe that they wrote something along the lines of, we will make sure you will never win. Look at Brian Colon there with it. Brian Colon, there he is. Remarks. Uh, this is on the record. Uh, our group of individuals who were vetting questions uh, had questions that came in from the community and decided that we would ask these questions of you, the candidates. We'll start with candidate Aragon. Recently, you made a claim that because a DNA test returned that you have, I believe, 4.6% black ancestry, that if elected, you would be Albuquerque's first black mayor. Okay. During the summer, you were quoted saying there are people out there who said... Somebody found that funny. Did you hear the laugh? That was, yes. That was, yeah, was a well-timed laugh right there. I could have, thank you. Here we go. Black ancestry, that if elected, you would be Albuquerque's first black mayor. Okay. During... <laughs> See, the, the guy got it. Guaranteed that guy voted for me, the one who laughed. <laughs> he walked out of there, he's like, I'm voting for this guy. There's no doubt in my mind. This summer, you were quoted saying there are people out there who celebrated Juneteenth, but can't and won't celebrate Father's Day, mm -hmm. which may feel at which many feel at best undermines the historical and cultural significance of the national holiday. How do you defend these comments? And how would you respond to the black communities of New Mexico who may feel that these remarks are blatantly racist. Uh, they're facts. 71%. I don't have to tell you the, the number. You know what? You could finish the rest of the sentence. 71%. No, no, she couldn't. She no, couldn't. she couldn't. No way. <laughs> no way. It, that would have been completely. And, and you're citing that stat triggered the people at Source New Mexico. They had to run out and then try to see if they could disprove you, Eddie. <laughs> All right. So so here's a documentary, and we'll, we'll continue with those uh, wonderful uh, comments there as I was educating. I was literally educating the black community on the black community, but they had no idea. Baby mamas, single mothers, deadbeat dads, absent fathers, those polarizing terms are commonplace in today's African-American community. 
nearly 72% of black children are born out of wedlock, and most are being raised by single mothers. Why is it that black men continue to neglect their parental responsibilities? I'm going to finish that sentence. Through the perspective of various experts, 72% looks into the reasoning behind this rise of single mothers in African-American community. Am I educating her on her own problems? Like, this is the pillar. This, this woman is literally the head of, right, ostensibly the black community. She's offering comments from the black community, right? Uh, what is this? Uh, Kathy McGill, New Mexico Black Voters Collaborative. It's, it's, it's all so complicated, all so nuanced and sensitive. And, 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 and here's the, the question again. I'm educating her. Significance of the national holiday. How do you defend these comments? And how would you respond to the black communities of New Mexico who may feel that these remarks are blatantly racist? I would tell them they're not racist. It's a movie that you guys put together from the black community. There wasn't some white documentarian putting together baby mama, single mothers, deadbeat dads. It wasn't, no, 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 no. That was not happening. The movie's called 72%. Today's media is inundated with stories of black single mothers, child support cases. Like, I'm literally trying to help you out, Kathy McGill. Trying to get you, you know, trying to put something there. Uh, African-American community at large has clapped back at criticism from Lemon, Limbaugh, Fox News reporter Ben Carson, even black leaders like Bill Cosby and President Barack Obama. 72% provides a raw and analytical view of the media's portrayal of this phenomenon in regards to African-American households. Single black mothers chime in to tell their stories from the vantage point. Cameras follow one single mother of three as she changes hats from full-time employee to full-time caretaker in order to providing care for children on her own. 72% leaves no rock left unturned as it seeks to expose this issue from all perspectives, compel viewers to reconstruct the African-American family from the ground up. There you go. Yep. And but, Eddie, the, the, the film, the production company that did that documentary is owned by something called Nubai Ventures in Miami. As a digital media pioneer with over a decade of experience, we know how to create and scale multi-platform content for audiences of color. I was really the only black candidate. Great it's movie. Right there. Right there. Right there. There's a, here's the official trailer, folks. Take a listen. This is this is it. Seventy-two percent of children being born in African American communities to single parents is a frightening number. Daniel Patrick Monahan in his report said that 29% of African American children being born into out-of-wedlock households was a travesty. So if 29% is a travesty in 1965, what is 72% in 2013? I wish I had had a father who was around. There you go. Right there. There's Barack Obama. He, he didn't have a father, right? My name is Juana Chapman. Being a single mom is not easy at all. Single parenthood as a notion was not really present pre-colonization and pre-slavery. African men took care of their children. We haven't been to Africa in a long time. Most African Americans don't know much about Africa. What are women looking for when a mate? They're looking for all the wrong things. By the way, every person who's speaking here is black. Just FYI. And are accepting less and less because the norms are telling them they're entitled to less and less. 
I think it's problematic when our young people see our celebrities father multiple children with multiple women. The government is taking the burden of taking care of their children from the black man. The government is the daddy of the family. The court acts for 17% of your income. So the father should have a minimum of 17% of the child's time. Honestly, I really think it should be 50% of the time. If you have laws that encourage people on welfare to not have a man in the home, then guess what? People on welfare are not going to have a man in the home. People who blame the government to say, well, the government is trying to hold me down. Those are people who just talk a lot of crap. It's about getting up every day in that house, showing how to respect the mother, showing how to live showing work ethic, all of those things you teach on a daily basis, and that can't be done piecemeal. It, this is the sad part. The sad part is that their own community came together, and in the essence of supporting uh, White Boy Keller, uh, and woke White Boy at that, uh, they decided to go ahead and try to create an issue with me as if I'm racist. Just just listen to this. And I, now I'm kind of angry thinking about this now. That you would be Albuquerque's first black mayor. Okay. During the summer, you were quoted saying there are people out there who celebrated Juneteenth, but can't and won't celebrate Father's Day, mm -hmm. which may feel at which many feel at best undermines the historical and cultural significance of the national holiday. How do you defend these comments? And how would you respond to the black communities of New Mexico who may feel that these remarks are blatantly racist uh they're facts 71 percent i don't have to tell you the, the number you know what you could finish the rest of the sentence and she couldn't so this <laughs> no is gets argumentative watch what a complete total disservice and remember i get reduced to talk radio host 71 percent of children in black homes grow up fatherless and you know that that's a big deal and why are we moving father's day which isn't on my calendar but suddenly we have Juneteenth or Eid al-Fatir or all these various calendars, we are replacing our culture here in this country. I think we've been pretty successful in this country so far, but suddenly we've started creating new holidays. I'm unfamiliar with Juneteenth. I can tell you that it's not something that I've celebrated. I would like a warm, open welcome to a radio host who would love to educate me on Juneteenth and what it's all about from Corpus Christi, Texas, and tell us exactly what it's about. But I got to tell you, uh, just like Red Nation, and we're talking about indigenous people here, replacing Columbus Day with that, uh, that's creating a war here, a cultural war here in our city, in our state. Where was that originated? Was the first person to do it? Ray Gardunio is the first person to do it. So in my opinion, I think the racism sort of goes both ways. And try to uh, removing certain holidays here, uh, as we have done, and, and certainly removing certain statues of our cultural heritage, uh, I don't think is a necessary thing to do. I don't know that I need to reply to the black community on that. I am 4.6% uh, African. I can give you the strains if you are so please, and that would be fine. Um, but I believe that I've had my black card also removed by one of the people in the community. You can't change the fact, just like you can't change the 71% of households Grow, with a, grow up without a father. We need economic empowerment. Some of the greatest fathers that I've ever seen are African-American, and I can tell you, it's just showing up and being there. Um, and I can tell you, being involved in those people's lives 
uh, is something that everybody wants to do if they have the economic opportunity. I don't think it's a result of the socioeconomic oppression that we say is institutional that's happening here uh, across the country and in our city. I think you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make things happen if you so desire and not find excuses for doing so. Thank you. Um, I do have a follow-up question. Sure, um, of course you Could you, you do. source where you got the statistic <laughs> of 71%? I, I don't have a running catalog of... of you don't have the a This bureau! <sighs> yeah, how about the movie, 72%? Down, uh, launched into the top five, as brought to you by rockoftalk.chat. Uh, thank you, sir. Rockoftalk.chat. This is the top five, your choices, ladies and gentlemen, what you clicked on from what we distributed today. Uh, number one, a sob sister story from the lefties at Source, New Mexico. There's an immunocompromised teacher in the Albuquerque public school system. He's not happy about this no mask policy. Uh, number two, we talked about it earlier in the show, uh, our junior senator wants to combat health misinformation have mm. the federal government crack down on it i'll trust ben to do that uh number three our attorney general stuck at the state level of government not in washington he's joining other ags to crack down on tiktok it's bad for kids uh, number four, uh, another issue we just discussed, the election audit down there in Otero County. And number five, a really interesting piece by Reason Magazine, the libertarian, don't cancel everyday Russians in terms of their uh, ballerina or vodka or whatever because of something that their leader, the dictator Putin, is doing. Let's not destroy people's lives and make things even worse. Uh, interesting think piece, and I'm glad people made it one of the top five. All right, there you go, folks. See you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.